We are recording. Welcome back to another episode of AKA Nick. This is episode eight, I believe. And I'm sitting here with Mr. Cole Smith. Cole, how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Hanging in there. Hanging in there. Cole with Elite Rooter, Elite Rooter Plumbing. <laughs> Be Leap Booter. Be Leap Booter. <laughs> Shout out Elite Booter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Cole, you just got a promotion today. I did. This morning. Is uh kind of expected, but it's still uh definitely surprising. You know, I was uh I was expecting it, but it's now that it's here, it's like uh like a it's real. Yeah. Pat on the back, Cole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Yeah. So that's cool. I'll be a divisional manager, which is um what I was really hoping for, like you know, because I was going to go to open Colorado Springs. I was going to ask you that, so you don't have to do that anymore. You're not yeah. going to do that anymore, they, anyway, right? They still plan on opening it in a month, um, but they're going to find a different person to to be the DM down there, so I don't have to move, which is cool. And That's exciting for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and did Caitlin and yep. everyone else. Yep. <laughs> it was like, dude, don't fucking move. <laughs> I was like, I really, like, I, I was happy for you. And I was just like, God, it's just going to suck not having him around. Yeah. Or at least close by anyway. You'd still be in Colorado, but. Yeah. So now I can still be a part of everything. Yep. Our weekend shenanigans. Yeah, exactly. We only hang out every single weekend. Yeah, so. Every weekend <laughs> uh, i feel like i'm not complete when you're you're gone i know or i'm gone <laughs> feelings mutual um speaking of which yeah so ashley's gonna be in frisco this weekend and i have to house it for the stewards because her dad's not going to arizona again sick so we're doing the fights on saturday i'm about it <clears throat> this weekend mm-hmm. all right i'm there Yes, you guys, guys are. Weekend. What? Guys weekend. Guys weekend. <laughs> and whoever else wants to come, yeah, I guess. And whatever. Other. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So you guys are going on the fishing trip next weekend? Well, so I probably won't go now um, just because of this promotion. Yeah. Um, I'd have to take Friday and Saturday off next week. And um, they're really like pushing me to train and everything. So. I probably won't be able to go, unfortunately, because I really wanted to go down there. Um, but yeah, so I'm I uh, will be around next weekend, and also Clay is gonna come back up. I guess he has a interview next weekend. Oh, at the sheriff place? Um, no. Or at the uh, what does he what does he have an interview? Well, for? he's the a, prison. Well, yeah, right now he's a jail guard. <laughs> a jail guard. Um, but he really wants to move up here with everyone. So he, yeah, he was uh, talking about that last time he was here. Yeah. So he's, um, applying for a fencing company. Um, cause when he first moved to Alamosa, he started building <coughs> fences for a dude. And so he has like three years of experience in that. So he saw an opening here in Fort Collins and is coming up to interview for that job next Friday. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is is a bummer because South Fork and Del Norte, well, where we will be fishing or they will be fishing, is like thirty minutes from out. Oh, really? So he won't be there when they are. 
Neither will Clay. Right, right. That's yeah. what I mean. Like he won't be there while Cody and yeah, because originally they were Clay was going to come out and hang out with us, but now he's got an interview, so he can't do that. So me and Clay will hang out while Cody and Alex go fishing and nice slay the rivers, slay the rivers without me. I don't know, man. I never just fishing has never been <laughs> that thing for me. Enough, I'm just, I'm not patient, not patient at patient all. Enough. And I mean, I, neither am I, honestly. I am <laughs> relatively impatient. <laughs> yeah. That's um, why I understand. Like, fairly similar mentalities there. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I just like the. Um, I don't know. I also get pretty high when I do it. <laughs> so I like the. Weed helps. Yeah, the soothingness. Is that the soothingness of it? Um, also, I love. The river. Yeah. Just the water, the river, being in the water, being on the river is just probably one of my favorite things. So fly fishing just gives me another way of being on the river. Yeah. I mean, like, you're pretty outdoorsy in general. Like, I I mean, I'm not even, like, a big camper or hiker or anything like that. Like, it's just camping is, like, fine, again, but I don't like driving, like, six hours to go somewhere to camp. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just camp somewhere like Carter or Red Feathers or something um, if I am going to camp. It's, and then hiking, I, I will not hike. Really? You're nope. not a hiker? Nope, don't like hiking. <laughs> you like working out, but you won't go on a walk up a hill? Nope. <laughs> nope. I, I mean, I'll mountain bike. See, that's what, like I was telling you earlier, I really want to get into mountain biking mm-hmm. this year. It's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, I really want to get into it. I've been looking at hardtails because, you know, I'm not going to go spend $1,700 on a on a new bike. On, like, a cheaper. Yeah. That'd be a cheap full suspension. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was looking at Fazari's, dude. They're upwards of, like, 4200 <laughs> I was like, <Yeah>. nope. <laughs> My truck doesn't even cost that much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I've been looking at, like, used hardtails that are like 400 500 bucks so i definitely want to i'm not necessarily looking for the uphill challenge i am really no it sucks yeah that part's not fun. <laughs> yeah but i really want to feel the thrill of like downhill mountain biking and i mean starting off somewhere small like devil's backbone or horse tooth or carter yeah i mean dude even those places like i struggle with so much like really the the face of horse tooth like right by where hughes open space is or where it used to be anyway mm-hmm. um it's so like it's just because there's so many switchbacks and it's so technical oh, so really? you're just like you shift down to your lowest gear or highest gear whatever it is <clears throat> and you are just like pedaling in place and you have to you're fucking winded and like have to pick up the front to go over these roots and like Ugh. little rocks and stuff yeah. And coming down, like, coming down is so much fucking fun, though. It's just, like, it's like dirt biking. It's essentially dirt biking because you're yeah. just hauling Without ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, and see, that's, like, that is kind of what drives me <clears throat> what I want to try. Because I've, you know, I've obviously dirt biked. I've done it for a little bit. Not as long as some of our other friends. But I've done it for quite a few summers now. <laughs> and... Um, like going uphill on a dirt bike, way better than a mountain bike. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot better than a mountain bike. But I do want to like be able to, because you can't like shift your weight as much as you can on a motorcycle than when you can on a bike. Yeah, you have pretty good control over a mountain bike. Yeah, so I want to just be able to like do 
the really tight technical stuff mm-hmm. downhill you know high high speed that that would be really fun i've been watching uh <laughs> on facebook i've been watching <laughs> a page called um berm peak it's this dude that owns a shitload of land in maryland i think and he just like has built a m- mountain biking trails like all over his land and it's oh that's really badass cool. yeah so he just like maintains this for a living and takes donations from people and it's like actually a badass park yeah like all of the all of his features are all homemade by himself and like all of his videos are like him making it and then him testing it and then riding the trail it's pretty cool that's what started my interest in trying to get into mountain biking um so i brought brennan up for the first time i think i told you this when i got like when i first got back from kansas i was like i want to go do everything that colorado people do now because (laughs) fucking kansas you can't do shit (laughs) drink beer and play baseball yeah exactly (laughs) um so basically all like that whole summer i was back brennan and asger and i because asger was here for a lot of that summer Mm -hmm. um we would just go up to hall ranch or devil's backbone or horse tooth and mountain bike and I brought Brennan up, and it was his first time, and my first time, and Asger's first time, and Brennan was fucking killing it, like on the downhill part, because he like has dirt biked for a lot of his life, right? So he knows like the weight distribution and how to like take the turns and how to handle the switchbacks and stuff like that. And so that was like I was I was really impressed with that. But dude, it's, yeah, it's so much fucking fun. Yeah, I'm really I really want to get into it. I also thought about like getting into you know working out <laughs> but then that was shut down pretty quickly <laughs> i did not want to <laughs> i keep telling myself i'm like god i need to get back in the gym i need to get back in the gym and it's like i just have no motivation anymore like i worked out so goddamn much throughout college and like who knows why it was just you know i wanted to look good but now i'm just like eh, i'm getting married she's pretty much seen what she's getting <laughs> yeah i don't want to get... goes down over me yeah exactly <laughs> she's seeing me at the pinnacle <laughs> And now she's gonna see me at the base. So that, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't expect much more. <laughs> I definitely don't want to get fat, but you know, it's just yeah. do anything besides lifting weights for two hours every day. Right. Well, and see, that's like I used to really be into running. Yeah. And like cardio stuff. I was never <clears throat> big into like going into the gym and lifting weights, and, you know, picking heavy shit up and putting it back down again. So I was always more into like the being really physical like running playing sports doing like cardio Mm -hmm. workouts and um so that is you know i like that more than working and that's why i play soccer yeah yeah it's like for me i tried to i mean off and on i've like tried to mix up the workouts so like two days a week i'll run and then three days a week i'll lift but it's just like i'd like to say that it's a time aspect but it's really not because i have time for days to do that kind of stuff but like, you know, I work whatever. So I get to work at eight so I could easily go before eight and I get off of work at usually four or five. And so I could easily go after that. And I'm still just like, oh God, I'm so tired. I had a long day, even though I'm fucking sitting in a chair all day. But I don't know, that, like I'm trying to figure out right now, like I'd really like to do a martial art of some sort. Like I've wanted to do that for a long time, um, but it's just so fucking expensive to join like whatever it might be like jujitsu, Muay Thai, boxing. Like I've always wanted to do boxing or continue boxing. I boxed for like a year and a half or something like that. And it was so much fucking fun. But I think <laughs> I, uh, 
I've always wanted to get into like that combat sport too, but yeah. I feel like I have a very soft chin, as you know, <laughs> knocking me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you don't have to. Like, rarely would like two guys like us joining with the anticipation of fighting competitively, yeah. right? Like, you yeah. spar and stuff, and it's mostly for the physical outlet and the mental outlet, like relaxation right. type thing, taking your mind off whatever and stress relief. But, um, I mean, dude, when I boxed, I sparred with a guy like quite a bit, and then one time, like. We did it without pads, and he fucking cleaned my clock. Ugh. Just put me to sleep, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I ever <laughs> want to do this like competitively. Right? See, and I feel like those are those sport. That type of sport really teaches more than just fighting. You know, it's like a very disciplined sport. It very disciplined, you, and like patience too. Yeah, and and routine. Mm-hmm. It'll teach you to have a routine, and that honestly is something that. I am working on like as myself or want to work on, I guess I'm not really working on. <laughs> want to work on it is um, like my daily routine, mm-hmm. you know, get up earlier than 10 minutes before I have to be to work. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, like have like a structured routine. I feel like that is from what I've been listening to on podcasts is like the first step to having a successful life. So <laughs> totally is. And I'm like, yeah, I always had, again, I always had a structured routine in college. It was, you know, especially like I didn't work for the first two years when I was in school. And so it was usually get up at like seven, make a big breakfast, have coffee and whatever, and then go to class and then go lift. And it was fucking, it was great. But like now again, it's like basically just finding that routine where, you know, you don't have that same amount of free time and you're kind of trying to delegate that time accordingly. Um, Well, and it's hard because, like, you're in sales. I'm in a sort of sales. And it's not really, like, a a routine job, you know? Your phone kind of rings when it wants to ring. Yeah, exactly. You kind of have to play the part. Um, Whereas, like, a 9-to-5 job, you kind of have that routine structure where it's, okay, I got home from work. I don't have to worry about this. But And, I mean, you've seen it. My phone will go off at... 8.30 8.30 at night on a Friday. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you have to go do this. And I'm like, I'm at the bar drunk. But yes, sir. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's it, it's hard to like go to work and not have like a structured routine. So you're breaking what you're working on, which is my biggest downfall. Because I get home so late sometimes. And it'll be like consistently, like I'll get home super late after, you know, after eight, after nine, even after 10, 11, like mm-hmm. I've been home at one o'clock in the morning before. And it, it's just like, at that point, like, what do you have left to do in your routine? But go to fucking bed, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I'm fucking tired and I'm sleeping. Sometimes I don't even eat dinner. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I need to go to bed. So that, and that's the hardest part is like just trying to, to, um, build a routine in like my personal life that also works with my work schedule. Right. Uh, yeah. Like going back to the whole work thing, it's like in sales, it's definitely hard. Like I, you, but also like mine is I'm expected to do pretty much monitor myself. Right. Yeah. And so. I get the office at eight and I check my email, do all this stuff. And if I don't have anything to do, 
I'm expected to prospect and find business. Right. And that's like the hard part for me. It's like, well, so I spent like, you know, I try and delegate two hours each day for prospecting, getting online, finding new businesses to call on. But then after that, it's just like, God, like I can't keep doing this like for however many more hours. Right. And so it's having the discipline to sit down and be like, you just need to do this. Like pretend like, and again, I'm getting paid to do it. Right. So it's like, I have to sit there and pretend like someone's sitting over my shoulder saying, okay, now call this person. Now call this person. Now email this person. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that t- took some figuring out after like bartending. It was like, cause I went right into a sales related role where I was like, I mean, I had a little more structure at Shamrock cause I was everybody's bitch. And so they would just have me run food places. And so I was pretty busy, but at, um, PFS, I'm just like, just now starting to get into that groove where I'm like, okay, I have enough clients to where I'm busy for the first part of the day, answering emails, calling my underwriters and stuff like that. And then the second part of the day is usually prospecting and research, like kind of R and D type shit. Um, see that's, that's fortunately like in my line of work, I don't have to prospect. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah. Which is really nice because if I had to prospect, like if I had to find my own leads on jobs, I would be terrible at my job because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know as many people, you know, and I don't know as many people that are looking for a plumbing service. So it's, if I had to do that, I would not be successful. Well, I mean, yeah. Like how many people do you know that are actively looking for insurance? Right. So well, that's, yeah, that's the exactly. sheer part. Like more people, people are, already have <laughs> more people are actively looking for plumbing services than they are. Yeah insurance and that's like the shitty part is like no one wants to talk to the insurance guy right like you call in or you stop into a business and you're the worst part of that person's day generally if they're nice it's still the worst part of the day because they're like oh man i have to be really nice but not like buy anything from this guy like i don't want to buy anything from him or sometimes you just have people who are just like fuck you get the fuck out of here yeah, and dude. stuff like that and just like all right, all right on so last week um friday you called me you were like uh when are you getting off and i was like Oh, pretty early, and you were like, "Bullshit!" And, like, and I was like, "No, I'm not." And then I ended up working late. Um, but so that call, that Friday evening call, um, I had sold this guy. You know, he needed a new sewage ejection pump, basically a poop blender that, <laughs> that pumps your poop out of your house. <laughs> um, his failed. His basement backed up. I sold it to him. Everything's fine and dandy. He really liked me, so he was like, "Hey, I'm having some more." Issues with my kitchen sink, no pressure. There's water is trickling out of the kitchen sink, so I was like, okay, well, have you changed the faucet? And he was like, well, I've had two two plumbers out here, and they both changed the faucet, still no pressure. So I was like, okay, let's go to the next thing, which would be the two emergency shutoff valves under the sink. And sorry if you don't know what I'm talking about, but but they're basically the two valves that turn the water on and off yep. the hot and yeah. I'm familiar with those. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're, you're, okay. Um, so I was like, yeah, let's change those. And he was like, okay, sweet, let's do it. Um, it didn't work. Still no water pressure. And this dude just laid into me. Um, it happened on. I changed them on Saturday afternoon. Um, Saturday afternoon, he had left out of town while I was doing it. So when I was done, I called him and I was like, hey, said person, <laughs> um, let's let's talk about this. Um, it's not working. We need to go make the next step. And that is cutting out some pipe to see 
if there's something blocking it. And um, this was all in voicemail, so I didn't actually get to talk to him. So he got back into town Sunday evening and realized that his faucet wasn't still working. So he didn't even listen to his voicemail. He called me immediately and was just bitching, just ripping me a new butthole. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I was like, listen, dude. Um, it's Sunday night. I'm not coming out there. I'll be there, be out there tomorrow morning. So I go out there and I'm like, okay, if you would have listened to my voicemail, this is what we need to do next. Something is stopping the water flow into your faucet from before these water valves. We need to address that. And he was just like, no, I, you charged me $350. I want, I want my money back. This is outrageous. You're one of the worst plumbers I've ever had here. And I was like, dude, you had two other plumbers out here. They tried to change the same thing. I'm changing something different, and I'm trying to actively find the problem, and you're bitching at me that it's still not fixed. And he was like, whatever. You want to charge me thousands of dollars to do this, and I think that's outrageous. And I was just like, dude, I'm not going to sit here and – get yelled at by you for not listening to a licensed plumber. So have a nice day. Call for a second opinion. And the dude was like, you'll see it in my review, you piece of shit. And I was just like, man, that really hurt. You know, like all day I thought about it and I was like, I'm not a piece of shit, but you really bothered me on that. Yeah. So that, that part of the like, the customer service world is like what really gets me is just like, ah, oh, fuck. He thinks I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're going to have to deal with that no matter what yeah. line of work you're in. Right. But yeah, that's the same shit. Like, and like my line, I have so many like barriers that I have to go through to get a deal done. And when I get that deal done, there's a lot more like there should be like fail safes. Right. So when it goes to the underwriting or when it comes back from underwriting, it gets double checked and so then it comes to me and then I double check it, give it to my account managers. They double check it. And then sometimes stuff still falls through the cracks and I get yelled at for that because I'm the first point of contact, right? Naturally. Um, and that's whatever. Like I, it, someone's going to call and bitch at me. It usually is no skin off my yeah. fuck. You know, it's just, it's, it's fine. But like this guy that I wrote, who was like a super nice guy, like pretty much same deal as you. Like I did good work for his buddy and then he called me and, he asked for a quote, got him a quote, got him all set up. And then he was all like, for, it took me forever to get this deal done because he kept trying to pick apart the price and stuff like that. And I was like, listen, I have to make money on this. Like I can't give this policy to you. So this 10%, which it wasn't even that big of a policy. It was like 10 grand. So this 10%, this grand that I'm getting, which I don't even get the grand. It goes into my validate, like validating my salary. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't see that commission necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, well, I know there's like some like fat on here to be cut off. And I was like, there's really not. I was like, there's these fees associated with the cost of doing business. And these are what they are. And he was like, well, I'm going to get a second opinion. I was like, fine. So waited a few months, comes back. He's like, yeah, I, don't know, I just need to figure this out right now and do it. So he gives me the check. And then the way that the policy is, it's a builder's risk. And so like without fucking boring you to death, it's just a yeah. Please don't do that. Yeah, it's just a builder's risk policy ensures the building as it's being built, right? So if the building is halfway done and a fire happens and a, if they experience a full loss, then it covers that. Um, 
So anyways, there's like a reporting system where you have to report how much progress you've made on this building and then report it to us. And then we charge you accordingly because the policy itself costs $9,000, but the coverage cost a dollar and that was it. And then it's reporting basis. So the first bill he got was $400 and he called me and I had mapped this out for him. I did everything that I was supposed to do and he's bitching and bitching and moaning and bitching. I was like, I can walk you through the policy again if you'd like, sir, but this is what it was. And I explained this to you. That's why we had an hour and a half meeting. I was like, I realize it's boring, but I told you it was important when I was in the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like shit like that. It, it does suck. Yeah. <laughs> like when you've, yeah, when you've like explained, especially if, yeah, when you've done your job within good standards and someone is still just pissed off, you're like, okay, you're just a shitty person. Like you're having a bad day. Something else is going on. I just, you know. It just it it those ones really suck because like you build a personal bull relationship with them mm-hmm. and it's good and everything's fine and then it's like they flip a switch yep and they're like fuck you you're the worst person I've ever met and they call you a p- piece of shit when you walk out their door in front of their two year old son and you're like am I really the piece of shit or are you <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's just so that that part is. I have to get over that part. I have to get over the part that somebody's going to hate me. You got to get thick skin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I'm a pussy, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sensitive on that aspect. Like, I take it I take it pretty personally if someone, like, doesn't like me. You know, it's just... But you get over that pretty fucking quick when people are telling you to fuck off right. out of their office, right? Well, um, and I've had, like, people... Like, I've had, you know, go into someone's home and I'm like, hey, this costs X amount. And they're like, get the fuck out of my house. And at that point, it's like... Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I will get the fuck out of your house. So that like that part doesn't bother me, you know. Like whatever, tell me to get out. I'll leave. I'll go make my money elsewhere. That's not a problem. Yeah. So, but, but when you develop yeah. that relationship yeah. with someone, yeah, you, it definitely feels more personal at that point, right? Yeah. Because like, yeah. and granted, I've only known you for two days. Yeah. But we did have, you know, we did have a professional relationship. You liked me. I liked you. Everything was smooth. You were willing to pay. A much higher price to get your pump done, and you want you spend an extra three fifty to diagnose this problem. Yeah, it was a diagnosis, but that's how much that labor and material cost. Right. So, that's where we have to start. Yep, exactly. I mean, I don't know what this guy's profession was or what he did for work. Stay at home dad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense on why he <laughs> was like that. Yeah. I mean, like. But you have like a lot of these guys who are not in sales of any sort. They're on the other side of sales where they're just performing the work. So like a lot of construction and stuff like that where they're not really going back and forth with price with someone as much as like the sales person of that company might be. They don't see that. So they don't see like the back and forth. And it's the same thing. People who haven't worked in like any kind of service industry, whether it's restaurant, right. retail, whatever it might have been, um, they don't like they don't know that there's a better way to fucking conduct business with someone. There's a better way to go about handling an issue. Like if, again, if someone, if you get paid $350 to get a diagnosis done and it doesn't work or something isn't working still, it's like, yeah, that kind of sucked, man. Um, what would be the next step and how much does it cost is like kind of my go-to thing there. Right. It's not like to automatically just curse someone out and do that kind of shit. Ruin their day. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause it did, it didn't, okay. It didn't ruin my day. I didn't let it ruin my day, but I pondered on it all 
day. Like, am I really a piece of shit? Man, that guy kind of hurt my feelings. Well, and, like, you play that scenario over in your head, right? Yeah. Like, you want to say so many different things. You're just like, I should have said this. I should have said this. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like. should have told that motherfucker to come at me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I just would have made it worse. <laughs> I acted the best way I could. And now I have to move on, which can be hard. But with this new position, I think that um, because it is like it's much more um, at the sales point than where I am at now. Like now I'm just kind of like I am a salesman. I sell my services and I do the services. But as a DM, you know, I sell like the big jobs. So I'm going in and I'm presenting very large prices. So. I kind of have to make that person like me, you know? Right. Exactly. Have, to have that personable relationship with that person. So, right. I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot to be said about that. I mean, for me, it was joining service groups and building those relationships ahead of time. Right. Because I mean, you, someone calls and gets a quote, you have that opportunity to build that rapport immediately. Right. And like with me, it's like, I get about 10 seconds on the phone or 10 seconds in someone's face to make a good impression. And right. then, after that, that's why, like, for me, it's all about I, I try and network more than I cold call just to yeah. hopefully get those shots in the future. And they already know me and know that I'm, that you know, honest with them about stuff. Yeah, because in my profession, they called me into their home. Right. You are intruding. Giving, <laughs> yeah, you're giving them a call and they're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> Dude, I've walked into so many places that have no soliciting signs on them <laughs> and they like... just fucking hate me. <laughs> like, I can just read their look. They're just like, is this guy fucking seriously? What does that sign say? Right fucking. I know that's just what they want to say. And I immediately just, okay, here's my card. Uh, I'm an insurance. If you ever have any questions or concerns or in the market for insurance, give me a call. All right. Quick and painless out. Can I buy a shot? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've thought about like just bringing in like guys like that, like the electricians and stuff who fucking hate me. Just a six pack of Bud Light with my card in it. Right. They're like, look, I made it worth your while. Right. See? Here's some beer. Evidently, I'm not allowed to do that, though. Really? I don't know why. Why aren't you allowed to do that? Well, someone told me I wasn't. I think HR told me I wasn't allowed to do that. And I was like, okay, well, that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> Is it different if it's a t dime bag? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I can take these guys out for drinks, but I can't drop off a six-pack to them. I was like, okay. Yeah, what? That's weird. It seemed a little weird. I asked my – well, so I asked someone about it at the time who was in HR. She was like, yeah, I would kind of steer away from that. But then I talked to my boss about it, and he was like, yeah, I drop off bottles of wine to my clients. And I was like, yeah. Six packs totally different. Totally different. That's trashy, yeah, Nick. That's one bottle of wine. You're I mean, giving him six <laughs> cans. <laughs> no, he, he was like, yeah, like, don't. He was like, I wouldn't put too much effort in it because, like, I can't expense it. I can't expense buying beer for someone unless it's, like, at a dinner, which yeah, one could argue that, too. But again, I don't really ask that many questions. Yeah. Um, but so when you take someone, like, on an outing to, you know, go talk to them. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> um, is that like expensed? Like you, you can put it on like a business credit card. Well, yeah, I just charge it to my card, and then I write out, I keep all my receipts, write down my expenses at the end of the month, and then I get reimbursed for it. Oh, okay. So like last month, it was the my member dues for the NoCo Unify, and I just write it down, and they pay for it, oh, which wow. is really nice. Yeah, I mean, nice. 
Like they know the like that's my favorite thing. I was like, PFS knows the cost of doing business, and they're yeah. fully willing to reimburse. reimburse you for that. See, my company is not. Yeah, they are not willing to reimburse. Like the other day, last week. I guess really not the other day, but last week, um, our Exxon cards weren't right. Like our gas cards that we fill our vans up with. <laughs> that was saucy. <laughs> She got up. I woke like, Charlie up with my fart. <laughs> Why did you do that? Um, but last week, like our Exxon cards weren't working, so we couldn't. None of us could get gas. Right. And they were. We were asked, "Hey, just fill up with your own money. Save the receipt. We'll reimburse you." Well, Monday morning comes around, and we're like, "Hey, dude, you got to reimburse us." You know, everybody put our tanks are thirty-five gallons, so that's like an eighty to ninety dollar fill up. Yeah. So we're like, hey, dude, you owe us like close to 100 bucks each of us. And they they got to pay out of pocket because their cards aren't working. So they have to reimburse us all out of pocket. So it's like, you know, Connor, my boss, shout out Connor. Uh, <laughs> Connor is my boss. And he's like, um, well, I, you know, did, did you leave your Exxon card at home? And it's like, no, dude, you told me to fill up. Like... <laughs> I called you and said, hey, our card's not working. You asked me to fill up and said you would reimburse me. Here's the receipt. <laughs> like, And he's like, oh, oh, okay. So now he's got to fish out like $800 to all yeah. the techs that did it, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, generally with that, especially with like that being that large of a company, they should, they'll put it in your paycheck, I feel like. Yeah, they um, and they do put it in our paycheck, but it is still like at the point, like <laughs> why, if you tell us to spend our money and that you're going to reimburse us but then when it comes time to us to turn in our receipts for the reimbursement you're like how can i get out of this <laughs> yeah yeah exactly well they just hope you forget about yeah. it right <laughs> i remember so when i first started at pfs they were going over like my expense accounts so technically i only have five to six hundred dollars a month in my expense account to like spend mm -hmm. and then that's like with an exception right so like last month i had a larger month because i had to pay 575 dollars for my member dues mm -hmm. Um, and so it, it's pretty flexible, but I remember like the first, however many weeks I was there, I had gone out to lunches and talked to taking people out to lunch that I know and tell them I'm in shirts and stuff. And I like racked up my bill and I racked it up to like $800, like, and just taking people out. Like we went golfing and all this shit. And I was just like, Oh man, I did like way too much stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, like, so I like at, at the time I had taken out half my checking, like what was in my checking account to do this stuff. And I went into Kyle's office. I was like, "Hey, so I may have gone a little trigger happy and like taking a lot of people out to lunch and dinners, and uh, <laughs> went golfing once. That was like 150 bucks." And he was like, "Oh, that's fine, man. <laughs> oh, you're good." Dude. Yeah, it was not even like a second thought. And I was like, "Okay, cool." So it's you know, if it's in with like within reason, and I explained to them like, "Hey, this is going to be an expense this month," they're just like, "Yeah, whatever, it's fine." That's cool. And like so. My boss is very reasonable. Connor's very reasonable. And he's actually like a really good dude. He's just very forgetful. And he's also new to managing an entire company. Right. So, I mean, he's 24 years old. He's the same age as we are. And he's he's running two shops, about to open a third. So he's very reasonable for like, you know, the shit that's on his plate. Right. Um, but it's just. Sometimes it's like, dude, like, I know your job is hard. You got a lot of shit on your plate. 
but you got to figure your shit out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sort that shit out. Like, yeah, I mean, there's a learning curve, right? And you can only deal with so much shit, but it's like, okay, well, yeah. if it comes to your attention, if it's brought to your attention more than a couple of times, you know, it's something that should probably be done a little bit quicker. Right. And I, I have a feeling that I'm going to struggle at first with this new position that I'm getting is like, I'm definitely going to make some mistakes, but I hope that I can, I hope that I can get over them pretty quickly and, Thrive. 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 Yeah, I mean, I'm still not confident in what I'm doing. And it's like, it's been over a year. Do you want to buy my insurance? Yeah. Okay. You don't have to. Well, like, even some guy, like, okay, so here's what I'm stuck between is I have a mentor, and he's, like, the smartest guy when it comes to insurance. He's very well-versed, has taught a bunch of classes and all this stuff, and he's, like, my mentor at PFS. So I'll, like, bring him in on my meetings, like, that I have with clients or prospects, and he pretty much spearheads the meeting, like not intentionally. He just ends up talking about stuff and he's a lot better at it than I am. And so I'm like, God damn it. Like I, I cannot talk about insurance like he can. And so like when I get a customer, I'm just kind of like, uh, all right. This is boring. You want to get a beer? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. And that's why I'm like, now I'm just really starting to ask people like, Hey, you want to go golfing or Hey, let's go grab a drink or something. And we'll talk about insurance. And that way you have like a little bit of a distraction. Right. Um, and you both are like doing something that you're both interested yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Instead of bothering them at work. Yep. I, I don't know. And that's, yeah. I've mostly, and that's why I'm in like three different fucking service groups and clubs is because I just, I hate cold calling so much that I would rather just talk to people and hopefully at some point turn them into a customer. Yeah. And that's the, and that's what's not like, you're a very likable person, so mm-hmm. getting out there in front of people is going to be much better in the long run than making that annoying phone call. Yeah, exactly. Like developing those relationships are a lot easier for me when I know there's not the pressure to make like or to get that person to schedule a meeting with me. It's a lot easier to go get drinks with someone a couple of times beforehand than saying, "Hey." You know, we'd love to take a shot at your insurance. Right. And then even then, after that, if they say no, which nine times out of ten they still will, it doesn't really affect the dynamic of your relationship. Right. You still go do stuff with that person. Right. Well, I'll still buy you beers next mm. week. <laughs> exactly. As long as the company's paying for it, we can still <laughs> yeah. go get beers. Just use me as a prospect and go get shit house and <laughs> rack up a fucking gnarly bar tab. I'm in dude. Your prospects, you're prospecting Billy booter. So I could take you and your boss out or like, who, who's the owner that you got a promotion from? Uh, Patrick. I could take him out golfing or something. So he, I mean, he has shops all over the U S yep. So I'm pretty sure he already has good insurance. I'm sure he does. <laughs> but if you want to prospect with me and Patrick, I will set that shit up and I will get hammered on the golf course with Patrick. What does Patrick like to do? I don't know him that well. <laughs> That's I'm sure fair. he likes to golf, though. He's rich. Yeah. I'm sure he likes to golf. He's loaded. How old is he? He's probably late 50s. Bro, this dude move over, moved over from England. Okay, when he was like late twenties, I want to say, um, he worked in a plumbing shop in Cali, worked his way up to be the manager, and then eventually bought that plumbing shop. 
gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, you bought that plumbing shop and then changed the name into Elite Rooter. And um, so since him owning that one shop, it's that one shop has been open in, for three years under his ownership. Mm-hmm. It's been open for multiple years under different right. ownership. But under his own ownership, it's been open for three years. In that three years, he opened like eight shops in Cali. He's opened four shops in Arizona. He's about to open, or he's opened two in Colorado, about to open a third. He's going to open one in Boise, Idaho, and he's going to open one in Tampa, Florida, and Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida. Jesus. Yeah. This dude. In in, three years? In three years has grossed over $10 million. It's insane. Like, this dude is just so, like, it's, I mean, he also is, like, in, he owns hotels. He is into a bunch of other shit because he's got a lot of money. He yep. invests in a lot yep. of shit. So he's, his return is just insane. See, that's, like, the first thing. Like, once I start making enough money to where I'm not living paycheck to paycheck, yeah. I'm going to be like, okay, let's put a little bit of this in here. Let's put a little bit in there. Start up some companies if we can. So like, I think if like once I'm into the six figure range, I'm gonna start putting some of the cash elsewhere, right? Yeah. And well, yeah, exactly, and that's that's the goal. Yeah. Because then you just have income for life. You can stop working, like do whatever the fuck you want. Well, this guy now, like he never worked. Well, okay, don't get me wrong. He works. It's a different type of work. Yep. He. Obviously, like, controls all of these fucking plumbing shops all over America. Um, but, like, this dude has the time to travel to Colorado and make sure all of our shops are good. And he goes back home to California, and he takes, like, two, three weeks off, and he just does shit with his family. Like, the last time he was here, he was like, oh, yeah, tomorrow I'm... I'm, I'm flying back to Cali tonight, and tomorrow I'm uh, taking my family out to the desert with a razor for three days, and we're just going to fuck around in a razor. And I was like, like, he doesn't own it. He's just going to rent it for three days. Mm-hmm. Like, renting it for three days is upwards the cost of owning, owning it. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so I, just to have that money, that ability to just, you know, go check on my working parts and then come home for more than half the month and just hang out with my family. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's like the point. Obviously, everybody wants to get to, but I want to get to that point where it's just like, yeah, work is work. I mean, you have so many stuff to manage, but that's the thing. When you're overseeing things, it's like, okay, it's you know enough what like about what needs to be done so you can delegate that to people, and once you can delegate enough, all you're doing is overseeing and throwing your money in something else and – sitting in on board meetings and shit like that, which is like, that's a spot to be. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I have a meeting at two this week and then I'm golfing. Yeah. Hey, could you push that meeting? I want to go to the bar. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Well, it's like those guys are constantly busy, but it's a different kind of busy. It's not like minuscule work. It's working deals and yeah, just talking to people. Yeah. It's always business related. But the thing is, they're golfing or drinking or getting lunch or fishing or whatever it might be. Yeah. So this guy, he literally has a crew of like five dudes that go 
they basically go build the shops. So they, like right now, Denver is opening like this. They bought a huge <clears throat> warehouse and they're putting like training rooms in it. So all the new techs that come on, they can spend two weeks in Denver training how to use the equipment, learning what the equipment does, learning how to sell the service. So they'll go through two week training and he literally bought the shop, put a bunch of training rooms in it. So they don't have to go anywhere. He doesn't have to spend money on sending them to classes. He has literally hired teachers to come in and teach this shit to right. our technicians. So the amount of money that he is investing into his business is just insane. Now, if you have that much money to invest, like how much money is in your bank account? Like, right. what do you have in your, like, how big's your wallet, dude? Yeah, no kidding. Can we hang out for a day? Like, pay for my shit for one day. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. It's it just, it's insane. Like, being, I don't think I've ever been around a person that is that loaded, honestly. This dude is our, we have a machine called a jetter. Just, it's basically like a power washer, but for your pipes. It's on a long hose. And they're upwards of, you know, like five grand, these machines. And they break constantly because mm -hmm. people leave them in their vans during the winter. So they freeze, yeah. And breaks. So they're breaking constantly, especially in Colorado. His other shops, they don't break that much. But they're breaking constantly. And he just buys a new one, buys a new one, buys a new one. And it's it's just like wild, man. It's well, just yeah. Wild. I mean, you have like that. There's a certain line that like each company or each office is expected like for certain budgets, and they have that money allocated. But you're bringing in, ideally, more money than you're spending, right? And that's why he's so successful. Yeah. So it's like, it's not his money; it's that company's budget. It's right. like, okay, well, we've allocated this much for broken equipment and stuff like that right. to be replaced. Um. And so it's, yeah, you get to that point where the money circulating in your businesses is totally separate. You're like, you're building up your net worth and you're building up all of like your income. But at the same rate, this company is acting as its own separate thing and running itself. It's like making its own money while making you money. Yeah. So making enough to survive and pay the employees while building you a fortune. It's so crazy, which is, dude. That's like where all the, I mean, honestly, like if I was... I wish I was that smart to just like think that way to expand like, okay, this is what I need to do here. This is what I need to do here. And if I could suffer a few years, like I'm sure he did. And it's just like, then you build it up. But it's like, well, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm willing to take that risk yet. <laughs> yeah. See, I feel like if I feel, I feel like if I just fell into a shitload of money, okay. So I say this now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I fell into a shitload of money, I feel like I'd be good at moving it around and making more money out of it. Well, I mean, it's a lot easier to make money when you already have money, right? Exactly. I yeah. mean, that's just investing 101. Yeah. It's like when you have money, you put it in a bunch of different shit. You put it in a bunch of different baskets. And that way, if one fails, you're not totally fucked. And that's, again, it's like once you are up in, I don't, there's probably no magic number specifically, but I picture that number being six-figure area as long as I'm still living in like a, you know, modest house. So like if I still have the house now or that I'm getting now and I have that in 10 years while I'm making double what I'm making or hopefully triple what I'm making now, yeah. um, then 
you know, it's just instead of taking that money and buying a new car or a new house, it's putting it into something that's going to make your money work for you, which is what smart people do. And again, you can do that off like a very low income rate. I mean, you can do yeah. that. There's obviously lines where you have to survive, but I mean, like even with me, I have income. So if I took the money that we fucking spend on drinking and going out to eat and doing all that shit and I put it in something else, yeah, I'd probably have a little bit more money coming my way in the future, right? Yeah. Well, that's like I look at my bank account, you know, and there's probably like 1200 bucks in it. But you look at his bank account and it's just like two infinity signs. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I think we'll get. I'm not. I don't think we'll necessarily be millionaires, but I think we're all going to get to comfortable lifestyles. Well, we definitely will. I think that, like a lot of a lot of the times, you know, you hear people say, "Surround yourself with people that are going to be successful, Mm -hmm. or that are already they already are successful, and that'll reflect into your life." I think that the group of people we have around us definitely has the drive and the ambition to be successful right nobody i mean i don't not one of our friends is like ah fuck that i'm just gonna fucking sit here and hope that the government helps me <laughs> except chris connery shout out chris <laughs> connery but i mean even chris like he has a drive to be well, he's a, smart i mean all he yeah. wants to do he's just yeah. a little more he has a drive Picky to, than us. Yeah. <laughs> He's very... A little more uh, selective on who he wants to work <laughs> with and for than us. But, I mean, if you I mean, if you look at everyone else, like, everyone else is kind of ready for the next step. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's like, this is... I'm working hard at this. I'm putting everything I've got into it. And that, I think, rubs on, off on everybody. Yeah. Obviously, like, it, it rubs off. Like, oh, if he's doing good, I want to do good. If... We're all doing good. We can have that cul-de-sac of friends that we talk about when we're old. And yeah, a convoy. It, yeah, dude. It's just like I think the group of friends that we have is definitely beneficial to our success. Right. And it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, even so, like, in the industry that I'm in and, like, the clubs that I'm in, I'm surrounded by people who are a lot more successful than me, or a lot more successful than me right now as far as – financially anyway um but even like i was talking to some of these guys and you know like so what are you doing now blah 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 like i was like honestly like this one of these guys in my club was like what are you doing this week and i was like oh, i'll probably just get shit with shit face with my friends again and i was like he was like oh hell yeah and i was just kind of like do you i was like was there yeah i was like was there an age where you phased out of that and you know is that like how you jump started your career was by not going out of the friends he's like oh fuck no <laughs> oh fuck he no. was like i mean you're always gonna be you're gonna be busy at some point a little bit busier than you were like once you have a family and stuff like that to be doing that shit every single weekend and friday saturday sunday <laughs> yeah. but you're still gonna get to go do that stuff and i've never given up that stuff you know consciously it's been more just our friend like you get busy with life you get yeah. busy with families and stuff like that but he was just like, I mean, I didn't put in the extra work on week or I didn't sit in my office on weekends and make phone calls because no one wants to fucking do that. And right. you have yeah. to have that balance. 
And so that's what that made me feel a lot better. It's like, like am I doing something wrong? <laughs> yeah, and like hearing that you know successful people are mm-hmm. also drinking on the weekends and having a good time with their friends is like, oh, okay, okay. I can I can be su- successful doing this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Makes you feel a little bit better. You can, about yeah, <laughs> you can make a good living and still have fun on the weekends. Right. Just yeah. Well, and that's like one thing. Like I'm totally gonna be the dad that's got my baby and his carrier on his chest playing beer pong with my boys at the fourth of july party oh, in their yeah. backyard. Yep. like i'm totally gonna be that dad and you know wearing aviators and making him beat off at the table <laughs> <laughs> yeah but and i look forward to that honestly like i i look forward to my kids growing up and I don't necessarily want to have them right now. No. But I would definitely like to have them before I'm too old, you know. I don't want to be 60 years old when he's turning 21, you know. I want to be like well, I don't even know <laughs> whatever the average age is. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be super old when my son is or my daughter is turning into an adult, you know, you want to be able to have an adult relationship with them. Yeah. Like Ashley's parents. I mean, they're exactly parents and their friends. And like, so they raised Ashley and Dylan very well. And now they are just like their best friends, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, that is almost a perfect example of what I would like to have with my family. Exactly. Yeah. I, I strive to be, have that same dynamic. Yeah. And to be able to like, they can afford to go to Arizona every weekend and they can afford to have a fucking fun time and still live and support their family. Yep. That is like, I could care less about making tens of millions of dollars. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. It's about, I mean, it's a definitely a, it's whatever, um, lifestyle you want, yeah. whatever it's a standard of living that you want. I mean, again, we both want the, option to leave for a couple of days and not get fired and still have enough money and all this stuff to afford a decent sized house enough to support our drinking habits and hobbies <laughs> um and still have a habit. be able to raise yeah exactly i don't need a beer i already have one dude <laughs> come on <laughs> yeah it's just i don't know I, I know i'll get there and it's just like right now it's not necessarily that i'm struggling I mean, fuck, once I get into this house, I'll be struggling. That's a, That'll definitely motivate my ass to yeah. sell some goddamn insurance. Well, and you should be very proud of yourself for the point in your life that you and Ashley are at. That is like, you, you guys are, you guys have set yourself up to be successful. So that is, I, I, uh give you a pat on the back for that one that's good man that's you should be very proud of yourself for being you know buying a home starting a life getting ready to getting ready to do that that is i mean yeah it's definitely exciting it's just i mean obviously i wouldn't never i would not be anywhere close to this point if it weren't for ashley right like she's a lot more motivated in that sense that you know we don't necessarily need to be making a shit ton of money in order to go get a house right even though it's kind of seems like you do yeah. in Colorado. <laughs> um, but again, it's like, it's all that, it's that fine balance of, okay, we can't afford this, but it also motivates you to fucking up your revenue so that you can, or up your annual earnings so that you can afford to buy that house and still have fun. Because for the first couple of months, it's going to be like 
Ashley and I buckling down hard. I mean, we're already budgeting. We have a budget and stuff like that, but it's just like See, it will be a little bit of change of pace than what I'm used to. So the good thing is, is none of us have bought a house yet. So we can all just bring the booze to your house. Exactly. I provide <laughs> the venue. <laughs> you guys provide the booze. Nothing's going to change. It's uh, it's still going to be, I mean, as long as you let us. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got two spare bedrooms and a giant-ass basement. Right. Unfinished, but, you know. Unfinished. If it's unfinished, that means we can do way more. Whatever activities. we want in there. <laughs> yeah, we can do paintball fight in there, dude. Fuck it. I'm already setting up. I already have these ideas, so when I get there, I'm going to hang up my heavy bag, get a speed bag and stuff like that, buy some cheap-ass weights and throw those down there, set up my podcasting area. And honestly, I want to keep that part unfinished. I want it to be rugged-looking, and I can spill shit on the floor without having to worry about the carpets. Right. And then piss that'll probably wherever you want. Yeah, piss wherever you want. <laughs> piss on the drain Smoke on the ground. Inside. <laughs> Six inside. Six inside, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you having stogies in your basement. Yeah, right? that'll be great. Be like Arnold. I'll smoke my stogie wherever the fuck I want to smoke my stogie. <laughs> That's what being an adult's all about. Um, yeah, it's scary, but more exciting than scary. Yeah. I'm more. I'm. I'm worried that I have to sell my dirt bike, dude. Yeah, well. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll let you go, <laughs> maybe. Do you and Caitlin have like a timeline or anything for that kind of stuff, or are you just kind of like, whenever it feels right? Um, we do have like a five-year plan, you know, like a, in the next five years we want to be here. Uh, but it ends up being like. Play it by here, dude. <laughs> but I mean, like, like I want to obviously, like, I'm waiting to propose to her and blah blah blah. Um, but I would like to start it relatively soon, right? I would. I don't want to wait forever. I would like to do it. At least try to start it in the next year. You know. Yeah, I mean. That's the thing, like waiting for the right time, quote unquote, you're never going to find that right time. It's going to be, you're going to do it and it's not going to feel right, but then you're going to work your way into it and then yeah. it's going to be fine. Yeah. And that's like the exact same thing that happened when Ashley and, or when Ashley picked out that house. I was like, this doesn't feel like the right time. And she was like, well, prices are going up in three days. Uh, we have the means to do this as of right now. So we're going to do it. And I was like, okay. Let's do there it. Go. Yeah. And so we Big did it and running. it still is a kick in the ass. I'm sure it'll be even more of a kick in the ass when we're buying furniture and moving in and stuff like that. But I have no doubt that it'll be better in the long run and in the short run, even like two months out when we're a little more comfortable and we've figured out how to live comfortably within what we're making as of right now, it'll be great. Yeah. And then you guys will have little Nick's and Ashley's running around. Not for a couple of years, hopefully. Like when I'm 50. I want him now. I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the best big friend uncle ever. Big friend uncle. <laughs> I don't want to have kids. I don't want to be the first people out of our. <laughs> You're gonna be. I know. I know. You're gonna be. I'm just hoping some one of us makes some us or not. <laughs> makes not a yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping one of us that's don't not Ashley and I. Get <laughs> yeah, and I'll be like, oh, okay, Ashley, we can start whenever you, you know, want. You know, in all honesty, shout out Dylan and Michaela. 
It's probably going to be you guys. <laughs> I hope it's you guys. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I just hope it's not me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I want our kids to be in the same, like, two or three years. That's how I've pictured my life is my friends who surround me have kids relatively in the same time frame. Whether that's, like, three to five years, that's fine. But just so we're not, you know, we're not. One of us isn't who at the party the other, with... Who was it the other day? Someone was like... Was, I forget who it was, but they were like, let's be pregnant together. It was probably Ashley. <laughs> yeah, was, I almost guarantee it was Ashley. It was just like, yeah, you know, that'd be cool, but that means... People's lives would be pretty miserable at the same time. <laughs> That'll be perfect, though. I'm, I'm on board with that, honestly. I'm on board with... All the girls being miserable, and then we can get away as guys and go <laughs> yeah. get drinks you while the girls all together. cry and <laughs> pee their pants we'll and whatever other chocolate. Yeah, after every outing, it'll be great, and then <laughs> we'll all be going through the same phases of life. Although it is nice to have that, like the friends and stuff like that, who are like n- you can get the shit from, like the clothes and stuff like that, and yeah. some elderly advice because when you have a kid, it automatically makes you like ten years older than you are. Well, dude, that's like when growing up, I don't think I had new clothes until I was like in high school when I was getting taller than everyone. Really? It was all hand-me-downs, dude. And it was like hand-me-downs like from years, dude. Like Cody was in high school. Five years later, I was in high school wearing Cody's clothes. <laughs> See, my well, my parents would never hold on to Because the age gap was so much fucking bigger, it would have been like, it would have been, I would have been wearing like a, neon pink and green and black windbreaker to high school if my parents had kept my i would have been wearing janko jeans <laughs> if i was wearing what my brothers wore in high school Bell bottoms yeah <laughs> corduroys i would yeah exactly <laughs> i remember like i had a few of my brothers like old clothes and shit like that and it was just like what are these man because yeah, what's the age difference with you guys so my clip my brother that's closest to my age is eight years my oldest brother is 11 or 12 years and my sister is like 15 or 16 years so my youngest sister and my oldest sister are 10 years apart (laughs) so near the age gap of my brother my closest brother and i yeah so so individually between all the siblings there's roughly two years between all of us kayla cody two years cody conrad two years all the way down me and claire Actually, me and Claire are the closest. I think we're like exactly 18 months. It's weird. You guys are like almost Irish twins. You guys are Irish twins. Well, I guess that yeah. Irish twins would be like a year. Yeah. Or no, Irish well, twins are, what are Irish twins? Like six months or eight or something like that? Whatever the fuck. I I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't think it'd be Clay, six months. I was, Clay was born in February of 95. Okay. I was born in September of 96. Okay. So, very close. Yeah. Like, Clay's older than me. Really? Yeah. Well, only by like two months. Clay's but old man, dude. He's Shout older than me Clay. by two months. Clay is a different breed. <laughs> it's weird. He's like a total teddy bear. But then he's like also just like an insanely large Viking man. That is just like... <laughs> No one to like. I'm scared of Clay. <laughs> when it gets, when it comes down to it, 
I am scared of Clay. <laughs> he's just like it's weird. Yeah, he's the biggest out of the siblings. He yes, he's the broadest, the definitely the strongest. Definitely like it's just weird. The thing watching Clay <clears throat> wrestle when like growing up, I was just like what? He was very good at wrestling. Yeah. He's very good. Not a, I mean, some of our cousins, I mean, a few of our cousins were state champions. Clay wrestled in state. He was never a state champion, but he was like a very strong competitor. And then he went to college and played rugby. And it was just, it was just like watching Clay be athletic and as strong and like a fucking behemoth was just like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's and now he's like a jail guard, and he's one of the only jail guards that that doesn't carry like a taser or a baton. He's just like, fuck with me, dude. Manhandle you. <laughs> yeah, I will slap the shit out of you. <laughs> that's like, I mean, my my two oldest oldest siblings are like way more athletic than me and my brother because so they have a different dad. Um, but I mean, they're still like their dad was tiny, like short as fuck. Really? Yeah, and because you're kind of big. Well, the different dads. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I'm still I'm bigger than my dad. Really? Mm-hmm. Bruce. 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 I'll, it doesn't matter how much bigger I get than my dad. He'll always be more of a man than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard that Bruce is like a total man's man. He's a man's man. He's <laughs> you know the big time hunter, fisher. Fixing cars, <laughs> but he's also a businessman, and it's just weird. And you're just not a man's man. I'm not a man's man. <laughs> I'm barely a businessman. Yeah. I'm a plumber, dude. I'm not. A, <laughs> like I can't. I'm a, I'm a pussy and a plumber. <laughs> I can't fix a car. I can't do any of that shit, and I'm just like, god damn it. Definitely skipped a generation there. <laughs> Maybe my kids will be men's men. Maybe hopefully my dad is like it's still sprightly enough to teach my. <laughs> Kids how to work on shit. And, Dad, will you teach my son how to do this? Yeah. Can you teach my son and me how to... Can't seem to figure it out. Drain the transmission fuel out of this car because I don't even know what a transmission is. <laughs> what does that thing do? Yeah. But yeah, my siblings were always like way more athletic. Well, I shouldn't say way, but still had a lot more potential in sports than I or my brother did. So it, all the boys in my family, we were all very athletic. We, it didn't matter what season it was, we were playing that sport mm -hmm. always. And Clay and Conrad both, well, Conrad did like cross country track. He was really, really, really good at running. Yeah, I can see that because he's yeah. slenderer. Clay was really good at football and wrestling. Cody was a really good wrestler. Cody was a really good wrestler. And now he's really good at goalie. Really good soccer player. Um, I In middle school, I wrestled and played football. But when I got into high school, I was just like way more into soccer. Mm -hmm. I, just, I played soccer year round. I didn't have an off season for the longest time. I went into college and played year round. Um, and then I just stopped. So we were all like very athletic and very like we were always doing something. My mom was always running across town to pick us up from shit. And my, the the girls they were athletic. They played volleyball. Um, I think they only played volleyball. Well, no, they swam. They both 
well, we all swam at one point, but they swam for a long time. Um, but they were m- much more into like the theater plays, okay. music, choir. They were uh, thespians, if you will. <laughs> Gays. <laughs> um, Just kidding. I can't say that on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, don't say that. <laughs> I'm going to get canceled. Um, yeah, but they were... It was weird because the boys were like very athletic, always running, and the girls were just very like expressful, you know, wanted to be thespians, you know, mm-hmm. they wanted to be on stage, they wanted to, they wanted the limelight, and then which is true because they were both very dramatic. They were both very dramatic. And shout out Kaylin and Kayla, you probably hate me for this. But you guys are very dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was a lot of fun growing up with, with six of us just fucking. I'm a, uh, yeah. It. I really I just, do wish I had a sibling than like at least one sibling that was closer to my age. Like, yeah, you kind of grew up kind of weird. It was like an only child, basically. So I do remember like <laughs> fighting with my brothers somewhat, but it was always like I was way too like small to ever do anything if they were picking on me and stuff like that. And. At that point, they left when I reached fifth grade, and so it was. I didn't. I was like an only child up until, or from fifth grade and on. Really, it seemed like. I mean, like my man-child brother, Chris, <laughs> was in and out of the house because he was on, either on house arrest or whatever he might have been doing. So he was off and on, but it was always like you know, it wasn't like my friend. It was more just like another adult in the house. Hey, dude. Yeah. You get a job yet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude, I remember one time I was in fifth grade, and I think, I don't know if Chris was on house arrest or if he was like living with us or what the deal was, but he had brought a girl over, and it was like he slept. I had like his old bedroom, which is in the basement, and then he had like a bed out in the living room area of the basement. And so him and this girl were dicking down at like <laughs> 6 30 in the morning as i was getting ready for school and i just hear them banging and i see her like tits out i was like oh what nice. i was like that's so cool <laughs> and then i went and i made the mistake of like bringing it up to my mom like who does chris have over and she's like what and i was like well there was someone with chris downstairs and you know, I, I knew what it was but i didn't right. want to say and so my mom was like what and like storms downstairs turns on the light she's like oh fuck no and just like yelling at them and so my brother and then this girl run out and she's still butt naked carrying her clothes <laughs> as I'm like eating my cereal. <laughs> I was like, this, oh, wow. this is the best day of my life. I went and told everybody at school I saw my first saw pair of boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I can still, oh, mem- that memory is still so vivid in my mind. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like the titties on your ceiling right now. Yep. Invisible. Like invisible titties, but the nipples, dude. But still there. But they're still there. Oh, my ass hurts. These pants. <laughs> These pants. They don't they're provide so a lot nice. of padding. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I shit my pants yesterday. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Which I told you. I uh, know. I was like, I, I saw that Snapchat and I was like, dude. I'm so sorry, but that is fucking <laughs> hilarious, <laughs> dude. It was so. Oh my god, it was. I was like on my way home from my lunch break, and I just like I farted, 
and it was super hot and I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh, and I no. just I'm like leaning up against my seat so my butt's not touching the fucking ground or the seat, so it's not seeping into my actual pants. And I get home and I'm walking all funny and I <laughs> drop my pants right when I get in from the gr- the garage. <laughs> Take off my underwear, throw them in the garbage can. <laughs> oh my! Luckily, they were like the oldest pair of underwear I had. At least you were coming home. Yeah, exactly. At least I wasn't going to a meeting. When I shit my pants as an adult, <laughs> um, I was not going home. <laughs> you were going to work. Um, yeah, I was going to work, and luckily my boss was very nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to work in New Hampshire going to Maine from New Hampshire um, and and you know me being allergic to seafood had eaten seafood the night before got carried away because it was fucking delicious <laughs> um, well, yeah, you're on the east coast so yeah <laughs> and I just had the gnarliest bubble guts dude just like in my belly and I was like oh this is gonna be a rough day and I let one of those go. It was just like that. It was like just a high pitched butt scream, dude. <laughs> and I'm you know, just weird as fuck. And all of a sudden, it was just wet, just oh, steamy wet. And I pulled over, ran into the woods, <laughs> left my car running on the side of the highway, ran into the woods, took my shit, you know, underwear off. Got back into the truck, called my boss. It's like, dude, I just shit my pants, man. I gotta go. I'm gonna be late. <laughs> I gotta go home and change my pants. I'll probably be another hour. And he was just like, dude, take the day. Man. <laughs> you need to work brutal. on yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal, man. You can have the day off. And I was just like, oh my god, you're the best boss ever. Were you shitting yourself the rest of the day? Um, yeah, till about noon and then, you know, had the day off. So I just started drinking naturally. Yep. Had the day off. So yeah, I'm shitting diarrhea in the bathroom for six hours, but fuck, give me a beer. <laughs> I've just learned to live with diarrhea now. <laughs> yeah. It's like how my poops are. Well, when I have a solid poop, I'm like. Wow, it's kind of nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> huh. I find myself having to wipe more when I have solid poops. I almost yeah. prefer the runny poops. It, like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like wiping peanut butter out of shag carpet. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a triple take. Yeah. Sure. Like I'm going to have to flush and clog the toilet <laughs> yeah. and I have to keep wiping. At some point, you just need to learn to keep wet wipes behind your toilet. Dude. So I do have wet wipes here now. You do. I need to. Well. And so it's I thought the best about thing ever, dude. they're amazing. It's the best thing ever. And I feel like I've wanted to bring them into the office, but I don't want to see. I don't want people to see me carrying them. <laughs> well, <wives>. Yeah, <laughs> dude, what are you doing? Like I oh, used to... <laughs> oh, my baby, my baby needs diaper diaper change. <laughs> like I used to bring them with me at Target because I told everybody there that I like, couldn't wipe clean, and so no one, everyone just like knew that I was carrying wet wipes. So it was time for me to go poop. But it, in a professional setting. It's like, I don't want my boss to see me carrying my life. Like, oh, sorry, Dave. I have a super runny shit. <laughs> Dude, I forget who it was, but me and Jamie were talking. Shout out, Jamie. <laughs> we, we were talking to somebody at my house, and we were telling them, like, Dude, wet wipes. 
Dude, oh, Jamie you. only uses wet wipes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, because me and Jamie had started talking about it for some reason. We were talking about wiping our ass with wet wipes. But then somebody was like, wait, you use wet wipes? What the what kind of man are you? And I was just like, dude, my butthole has never, yeah. never been so, so fresh, so like, clean. Do you like <laughs> having an itchy asshole and skid yeah, marks all the time? Dude. And it, it was Brennan, dude. Oh, it was of course Brennan. it was. I was like... Brennan, dude, you gotta use white wet wipes, man. You gotta. He's like, I would never stoop that low as a man. <laughs> no, he lets his pride get to him before <laughs> yeah. his cleanliness does. Yeah. I was just like, Brennan, you gotta try it, dude. And Jamie was right behind. Jamie's like, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jamie's definitely all about that. Like he, ever since I was friends with him, he's had wet wipes. Like went to his bathroom at his parents' house, and I remember using them. I was like, oh. This is a game changer. So soothing. And it was like aloe. Yeah, it was aloe. So my butthole was all moisturized. It was fantastic. But you always have to do like the, if I do wet wipes or when I do wet wipes, it's always, I wipe clean with the wet wipes and then I do a clean up run with the toilet paper yeah, just so you don't have the excess moisture. Yeah. yeah, dry you off a little bit. That's the move. Or you just stand in the bathroom with your pants around your ankles and jump around so air dry. I'm Dude, just kidding. When I am like sweaty and I have to take a shit and I can't like, after I wipe clean, I'll go like sit in front of our AC and just let my butthole air dry. It's fantastic. It's the one of the best feelings ever. Dude, for some reason, I got a sweaty butthole and I poop. My butt cheeks clap more. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're a little more <laughs> slick. <laughs> just like the lube for the poop. <laughs> yep. Dude, the worst thing ever though. Like I hate pooping when I'm my butt is sweaty. And I hate poop. Like, have you ever pooped after right after a shower? Yeah, I hate it's it. It's the worst. I just cleaned myself. Damn yeah, it. <laughs> you feel like you have to get back into the shower. Oh, farting in the shower oh, or in the pool or anything? Yeah, it, it makes it like ten times worse. Yeah, like, the like, smell is just it clings onto the moisture <laughs> yeah, and just lingers. Yeah, linger, linger. <laughs> Oh, it's, yeah, it's just, like, I, I try and hold in my farts in the shower sometimes, which is counter, you know, pretty counterintuitive for me since I usually <laughs> just rip ass whenever I damn well please. But in the shower, I'm like, no, this is going to, like, sit around for a while. And so I'll just hold it in until I get into bed with Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin hates me, dude. Every morning I wake up and I fart. <laughs> I fart every morning. Yep. You know? <laughs> And it's actually like a pretty gnarly fart. It's like a loud, booming fart. <laughs> and Caitlin just, that's how I wake her up every morning, dude, unfortunately. Good morning, babe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I love you so much. <laughs> and Caitlin's like, oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck? That's probably why you guys always fight in the mornings. <laughs> every morning, dude. She wakes up to your shit. What the fuck? <laughs> every morning dude and it's just like you know i wouldn't have rather have any other sound than her bitching at me in the morning <laughs> music to my ears yeah. i love you babe shout out Balin. <laughs> and we're back 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 again Oh, that was a little sharp, <laughs> was a little, that was a sharp a little, little poop toot. <laughs> a little Charlie fart. <laughs> so Cole and I just ripped shots. So you might notice a little bit of slurring of my words here soon. 
Sorry in advance. Sorry in advance. Shout out Woodford Whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) And what was the other one we just took? The disgusting one? Lord Calvert. That was nasty. That was fucking the most disgusting shot. Not a sponsor. No. Yet. Yet. (laughs) (laughs) Lord Calvert, if you do want to sponsor us, I don't like your whiskey, but damn it. But damn it, I'll drink it if you pay for it. If you send me three (laughs) bottles. (laughs) I wonder how many listeners I have to get to get a sponsor. Probably like at least more than a couple of thousand, I feel like. Probably in like the No, only like two, dude. <laughs> only, <laughs> only two, two listeners have to like you yeah. in order to That's true. <laughs> it just has to be a person who the person that's gonna sponsor yeah. and his friend. <laughs> I should just start tagging them in like social media posts telling them to listen to my podcast. <laughs> And they're like, oh, my God, these guys are fucking disgusting. This guy's a fucking idiot. He farts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he just rips Most shitties. of his podcasts are him <laughs> farting or talking about poop stories. <laughs> he has ask every single one of your podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to hear your worst poop story. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love the poop stories. Those are my favorite. Dude, that one wasn't even like my worst one. I got some bad poop. Oh, stories. I got some bad ones, too. We'll save those for the end, though. Yeah, that's uh, um, <laughs> it's got to take me to a dark place. <laughs> have you ever been caught masturbating? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever been caught masturbating, but they, Caitlin, has definitely like seen, seen porn on your phone. Yeah, yeah, seen that I was watching porn. I really don't think that I've ever been. There was one time. There was one time in the I was in the shower and Caitlin was like doing her makeup, and I wasn't masturbating, but I was like cleaning myself, you know, rubbing rubbing myself down my body, and Caitlin was like, "What the fuck are you doing in there?" And I was like, "I'm cleaning myself," and she's like, "You're fucking masturbating," and I was like, "No, I'm not. Like, if I'm masturbating, you're gonna hear it." (laughs) <laughs> I'm a scream orgasmer. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, here it comes. <laughs> but no, I don't think I've ever like oh. <laughs> that was saucy. Dude. That was good. I need to check my underwear. Oh. I was like a two second fart and then a one second fart and then a half a second fart. It was like an earthquake. There was tremors after it. There was aftershocks. Oh my God. I was telling you today, Nick, that every time you send me your poop of the day Snapchat, it just get it's better and better. You surprise me every day with whatever you're saying. <laughs> every day I'm like, God damn it. It's just topped yesterday, no problem. Dude, when I farted in my office today, <laughs> yeah. that was embarrassing. <laughs> like I didn't mean to. It was like the like I don't get pressure farts that often, but I just went to like <clears throat> clear my throat. Oh, yeah. It was like, <clears throat> <laughs> like super loud. Dude, uh like I was telling you earlier, I was getting into this customer's crawl space to you know, <laughs> good checker 
check your pipes out <laughs> and i like had got into the crawl space and bent over to start crawling and i just ripped a shitty dude it was loud too it was just one of those clappers dude. And, and the lady was like oh my god just blowing hot steam down the lady's throat basically yeah, she's standing over the crawl space access i'm literally bent over like Almost touching my toes, so my ass is straight up in the air, and I just let one rip. <laughs> just give it to her. And she was just, she was very nice about it. <laughs> but I turned around, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And she was just like, it's okay. Waving her hand in front of her nose. Like, uh, it's okay. Uh, no worries. She wasn't attractive, was she? No, she's an old lady. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. 82 years old. Okay. And this lady. Well, you know, she's cutting like gnarly farts when she takes one wrong step out on the stairs. Oh, yeah. She's ripping them, dude. But yeah. she didn't rip any in front of me. So right. Give her props for that because <laughs> I let it go. <laughs> but yeah, dude, this house was. 120 years old in East Greeley. Really? Yeah, 120 years old. Built in 1882, dude. So was it updated at all, or no. was it like? Well, I mean, some of it. Had I mean, obviously, been, it had to be some updates, yeah, like probably in like the up- 60s and 70s. Yeah, but you go into this house and you know it's old, right? Man. Like old, and they're kind of also like hoarders. So you go into this house and they, dude, this dude was telling me a story. He's like. Yeah, I used to have 15 cats. Then the police came over and were like, you have to take them to the Humane Society. So I took them to the Humane Society, and they gave me 10 back because they didn't have room for them. <laughs> I was just like, um, why do you have so many <laughs> yeah. cats? Stop getting cats <laughs> yeah. is the moral of that story, sir. Yeah, like, Jesus. You walk into the house, dude, and it just, like, the aroma is nauseating and... That's why I don't want to get like, I mean, I don't want to get cats one because Ashley's allergic, but I'm also just like, I don't want my house to smell like that because it's so hard to get rid of. Like, especially if you have like more than one, like if you have like three cats, that's when you start to get that like tinge of cat smell. Like, yeah, you remember coming when you have more than one cat. Yeah. Like you remember like, I don't know if you remember coming down to my basement at the 622 East Myrtle house, but um, Lexi had two cats and down there. Nice. Nice. <laughs> um, Lexi had two cats down there, and they just, like, made that house fucking reek. Not to mention we had, like, three dogs at one point there. Yeah. And it was just, like, you can't get those, no matter what, you can, like, I mean, you can get the smell out, but you can't get, like, the pet dander and shit like that yeah. out, because it's, like, in the walls, basically. Yeah. And it gets bad. Have I mean, I feel, because we have, with Gizmo, like, we have definitely, you know, I spilled you it all over. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we have definitely you know gone a couple of days without cleaning the litter box so mm-hmm. in the house. He's peeing on shit. Have you guys ever come over and been like, "Oh my god, it's miserable"? I've laid in like certain spots, but I've never like walked into your house and immediately been hit by a cat piss the smell. Blue couch in Conrad's <clears throat> living room. The blue couch in Conrad's living room is where I smell it the strongest. See, I, and I'm not sure if it's, if it's just because, like, in the guest room, because that's where Gizmo's litter box is. Well, yeah. But, yeah. um, 
Like, there'll be some, like, I'll roll in, like, a certain position and catch, like, a whiff of cat piss. Like, intense, like, ammonia. Oh, I'm so sorry, dude. But then, like, I like I, I change, like, a position, like, even, like, half an inch, and I don't smell anymore. So, so it had to have been, like, a certain <laughs> little, like, spot. <laughs> I'm so sorry, dude. That's okay. <laughs> it's usually when I'm pissed drunk when I'm sleeping at your house. So Gizmo. I'm just kind of like, hey, whatever. <laughs> Gizmo's got a strong aroma. Well, he's a male cat. Yeah, he's a, he's a man's cat, too. Yeah. You know? He's just, like. I own this fucking place, <laughs> and I'm fucking big and hairy. Gizmo's so funny. I want to pet him all the time, but I just, every single time, if, like, once he's over it, he'll just scratch what? you. Yeah. <laughs> Gizmo is, you have to learn how to play with Gizmo, because Gizmo is, is his own, he's like, he's like any other cat I've ever owned. When we were growing up, we had a couple, a few cats, but he's like, he's just like his own cat, dude. He's just like a total, I own this motherfucking house, dude. <laughs> and Kixie will like try and, you know, fuck around with Gizmo and, you know, and Gizmo just sits there and is like, fuck you, and <laughs> swats at him. I'm the shit. Yeah, fuck you, dude. I own this bitch. That's why it's so funny, like, because he, like, it's weird because he knows, like, he doesn't get super defensive when the dogs, like, when the little dogs come around him, right? He's just kind of like, eh, whatever. Like, with Charlie, because Charlie got fucking her ears sliced open by a cat when she was just a puppy, I'm like, Charlie, lay off the fucking cat. Like, he'll fuck your shit up. And But Gizmo's, like, never just, like, well, Gizmo loves Gizmo and Daisy, <clears throat> Cody's dog. Yeah, are shout really, out Cody. Yeah, shout out Cody Smith. <laughs> also, shout out Kixie. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know where you're going with Cody's that. business. Nomadic West. Shout out Nomadic West. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Cody. Um, um, but yeah, Daisy will come over and Gizmo like rubs <clears throat> up against her, and you know, like shows her love and then daisy will like run around and gizmo will kind of chase her and so they're really good friends because i think it's because daisy's gizmo's size yeah i mean like he yeah. yeah it's like i mean we saw charlie playing with him like whenever the fucking whatever day that was and he would just like they'll sit there and he'll paw at her or whatever but it's yeah. not like a fucking swipe with his claws out yeah um, you know, Gizmo's got his claws out when he gets like the squinted eyes and you yeah. see that he's angry, then, you know, paws her out. But if he's got like really big eyes and just like laying on his back and squatting, you know, he's having fun. Right. It's hard to tell with Gizmo when he's having fun. though. <laughs> it's really hard. I've, I've been I've gotten my shit fucked up by Gizmo. Yeah, but you got those big meaty plumber's hands <laughs> yeah. that are calloused so come you can take me, scratches gizmo. come at me gizmo uh, like when gizmo laid on my phone i kept trying to grab my phone and he kept getting so angry and like <laughs> swiping at me i was like fuck off gizmo let me have my phone <laughs> gizmo likes laying on top of shit too like when me and caitlin are in bed um what we like we have the xbox remote and the tv remote like right between us by our legs mm. Um, and, and he lays like, on both of them. Yeah, he just lays on top of them. Or even when our phones are there, he'll just lay right on top of them. And it's like, how is that comfortable, dude? How is that comfortable? But he's got all that fur and fat that just <laughs> fills in the void. So it's like totally comfortable for him. So when you shave him, is he still fat or is he? Is it just like fur mostly? Okay, so yeah, it's mostly fur. He doesn't have like a 
fat, hangy belly like you would see like a fat cat. He doesn't have that. It's mostly his fur. He gets, I mean, he's very, his fur is very thick. Yeah. That's why he gets all those mats. Most of the time they fall out, but he's got one on his left hip right now that's like fucking huge. Oh, I felt it. Yeah. Yeah. And every time you touch it, he gets really mad at you because it hurts. <laughs> so you feel really bad for him. Yeah. But when you go to get him shaved, most people are like, dude, your cat's insane. I will not shave him. <laughs> and it's like, I'm sorry. Really? <laughs> dude, yeah. <clears throat> Both of our animals, it's weird. Like, you can't train a cat, okay? Right. You can't train a cat. They they have their own personality. And we also didn't train Kixie. So both of our animals go to the vet and they're like, yeah, you're animals are fucking shit shows and they look at you like you're a piece of shit and you're like it wasn't my fault man i res- i rescued her i rescued Casey. that's like the worst feeling is like when like it's your animals and like i remember when charlie was like younger and probably still to this day like pisses and shits at ashley's parents house and scotty's just like, like your dog is such a piece of shit <laughs> and i'm just like not is that wrong, a but it hurts. On myself? Yeah, <laughs> and I can't use the excuse that we adopted her because she was a puppy. Yeah, and I'm just like, it's. I don't know why she does it in your house. She doesn't do it anywhere else, which is true. But I'm also like, that's not an excuse. It's because <laughs> Hogan is shit and piss all over the house. Well, that's the thing. Is like she'll piss somewhere, and then when Hogan figures it out and like smells it, he'll just lift his leg, and his piss is like a puddle, and a lot more smelly than Charlie's peas. Right. So, like, especially when Charlie was a puppy, she would just leave little fucking Tootsie Rolls all throughout the house. Like, she's a lot better now. Like, I think Scotty's warmed up to her a little bit, but she's just. <laughs> See, now it's at the point if Kixie shits or pisses in the house or Gizmo shits and pisses in the house, we've had them long enough. Like, that's on us. We didn't let them out. Right. We didn't clean the other box. Yeah, there's a big difference there. I mean, like, yeah. I remember. When we were living with Brennan and Kyla, or when Ashley was living with Kyla, but Brennan and I were over there pretty much every day when we slept there. Um, Charlie like did like had an upset stomach, and so she went and, like waited by the door, but no one was there, and like waited and waited and waited, and then she ended up like fucking diarrheaing on the rug in front of the door. And <laughs> Sir, I was squirts. just like, oh yeah, I, like went up and I was like, oh fuck, Charlie, I like, guess my bad. Like I was like, are you okay, like, whatever, and like so I like, let her out, come back in, and I take the rug outside, like power wash it off. And Brennan's like. I saw your dog such a piece of shit in it because you don't punish her. And I was just like, dude, she <laughs> fucking told everybody in that house. Like, she rang Nobody the bell that we paid. used to have for her. Nobody paid attention. Yeah, I was like, she rang the bell that she had to go out, and I wasn't fucking there. Like, that's not on her. That's our problem. Yeah, it's yeah. a different story when it's like you're in the house, and they don't do anything to let you know. Right. Assuming that you have trained them to let you know, right? And then they go shit somewhere just for the sake of shitting somewhere. Yeah, that's, I mean, and that's like one, that's like one of the big things that me and Caitlin are working on is Caitlin does just about everything for those animals. Yeah. Cleans the litter box, feeds them. I feed them, you know, in the mornings when I get up and I, you know, I'm like, oh, I need to feed them. But Caitlin is an insane trooper and handles both of them more than I do. Now, granted, they both love me <laughs> more than <laughs> they love her. <laughs> Fucker, Caitlin. <laughs> they love me more. <laughs> but Caitlin's a badass, and she does take care of them more. Um, all recognition to Caitlin for that. 
So when it is like it, when they do make a mistake in the house, it's typically on me because I'm a piece of shit and I forget to do it. <laughs> so, but at some point, um, I want like I want to get a dog from a like a puppy, you know, so I can train them to be like very obedient. Um, like Lauren's dog. Shout out Lauren Lucier. You're a bad bitch. Uh, <laughs> um, her dog Jack, when he was really young, I had him to the point where, um, at first, like I had to open the fridge for him, and he would get a beer out of the fridge and bring it to me. And then there was like a towel wrapped around the fridge where he'd tug on the towel and yeah. the fridge and bring me a beer. And he's a lab, so he's got a really soft mouth, so he never punctured the can or anything, except one time he did. But that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, but he would bring me – he won't do it anymore because we didn't consistently keep up on training him that. Right. But at some point, I want to have a dog that will, like, go tug on the garage fridge and bring me a beer and just, like, be my my fucking dog, you know? Like, my boy that's <laughs> just, like, my ride or die, you know? Yeah. And Kixie, I love Kixie. Kixie is, like, my best friend. Um, but she's so – anal about it like she's so weird <laughs> she gets angry about it like a little bit yeah, yeah. well it's you're not even like petting me on yeah. the head it's just like you're an eight-year-old senile bitch okay <laughs> <laughs> shut up kixie <laughs> it's so funny like i'll like lay on her on the couch and she'll purr for like two seconds but then she's just <laughs> yeah, she'll purr. yeah it's so funny because she'll purr <laughs> but then a second longer she's like it's like whoa dude (laughs) oh yeah there's been so many times i lay my head on kixie and i'm just like okay don't growl kixie i'm just (laughs) laying on you and she's and tapers off she's like okay (laughs) kixie's just a, a different animal and i definitely blame it on the way she grew up well yeah the past owners that she's had yeah for sure but she is a good dog. She definitely is a good dog. She listens to me. It's funny because <laughs> I've been like there when Caitlin's trying to discipline her. She's like, oh, wait till your dad gets home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely the alpha. I would like to say yeah to that. But Caitlin well, you are. I mean, like, you have the deeper voice, and yeah, that's why they're scared of you. They definitely listen to me more than they listen to Caitlin because they know that I am not going to let shit slide. Caitlin doesn't really believe in it, um, but I will discipline Kixie. Like, Kixie will get slapped in the in the face. She will right. get bopped on the nose. Um, I definitely do that part of the discipline more than Caitlin does. Yeah. For sure. But Kixie, Kixie knows, like, if she did something wrong, you can see it in her face. Hi, Ashleek. Hi. <laughs> Shout out, Ashleek. Shout out, Ashleek. <laughs> Call my, he's hungry. Yeah. I've been, I've been drinking beer. <laughs> um. But yeah, Kixie knows that I'm. I will discipline her. the enforcer. Yeah. Yep. So when she does something wrong, she like she do, it's actually kind of cute. She like buries her nose under both of her paws and looks at you from like above her paws. So she's like crossed over her 
knows and you can just see her eyes and they're like i'm sorry dad i'm sorry dad i'm sorry dad <laughs> and it's like well you did something wrong you're gonna be disciplined for it i'm so bad at and for you can obviously see that in charlie's demeanor but like <laughs> i'm so bad at discipline charlie like she does something like and she just like rolls over and like wants pets on the belly i'm like Oh my god, okay. you're so cute. Okay. <laughs> I'm such a pushover. I hope that's not like transparent to how I am with my kids. <laughs> or I'm gonna be like a softie, like Yeah, but I mean and and that's also the thing, it's like no like I don't like spanking your kids is like a big thing no. right now. Like I don't think I ever like want to spank my kids and want to punish him them that way. Um, but I was definitely punished that way. Oh yeah. And I think that that has a big factor into like the type of person I am, you know, I, I am respectful because my dad taught me to be respectful. My mother taught me to be respectful. If I was acting out, they would discipline me that way. I don't think necessarily that I would do it as hard and as much as my parents did. (laughs) I don't think that I would. Yeah, they were like a little. I, I wouldn't have a leather strap in the top shelf. Of they were a little liberal on the old slapping part. <laughs> but I definitely. Um, I don't want to say that I'm gonna, you know, spank my kids. But if it, if the the situation like entails that, calls uh, for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would. It would be me. It wouldn't be Caitlin. That's. Most kids our age, I think we're at the tail end of it, but um, got spanked in some way, shape, or another. I, I never got spanked a lot, but... I got spanked a lot. But I was a shithead, dude. I was just a shithead as a kid. Yeah, dude, I can I, I can believe that. <laughs> I got spanked a lot. Shout out Jill and George for spanking me, because <laughs> I'm a better person now. <laughs> like, there was like... It wasn't like my parents were ever just like... That was not ever like the. Well, I shouldn't say ever. It was never just like the go-to. Like if I did something wrong, it was not immediately spanking. It was like a scolding, or you get yeah. yelled at, and then if you kept doing it, you got a slap on the ass. Yeah. Or if I was at the table, my dad would give me a quick little smack on the back of the head. Yeah. And it, you know, it was like. But well, and that's how my parents were too. They were very like, "Okay, you did it once. They're gonna give you a warning. Straighten up." Did a second time. It's a stern warning. Straighten up. Yep. The third time, it was definitely like, okay, strike you, three. You're getting your ass you beat. De- yeah, you deserve to have your pants pulled around your ankle and be bent over my knee <laughs> and just be spanked. And sometimes it would be like with their hand slapping me, but other times, like they had this leather strap, and if I was really bad, they'd hit me with the leather strap. My one of my aunts used to get the wooden spoon out oh dude my yeah my mom said that um when they were growing up they had a willow tree in their backyard oh so they got a switch yeah yep and it wasn't even that it wasn't even that like grandma would go out and get the switch grandma would make you go get the switch off the tree so no matter what switch you got like, oh, I'll get the thick one because I don't think – or I'll get the thin one. I don't think it's going to hurt that much. Like, they always got the wrong switch. Yeah. It was always, like, an ass whooping, dude. And, well, and shout out Grandma Gallus. She shaped 
every single one of my aunts and uncles and my mother into the most respectful people I've ever met. They are top-notch people. So, and that's like what I picture like role models. Yeah, types. that's yeah. like a role model for me. It's like I want <clears throat> right. to be like my uncles. Very successful, very disciplined, very willing to do like the hard shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's because they were disciplined very well. Well, it's funny. So, like, my friend, or Asger, you know, Asger, um, he, like, one of the times he came back from Europe, they had just heard about Americans spanking their kids. Like, he came back, and it was probably like his second or third time. He was like, why do Americans spank their kids? <laughs> I'm like, because. You fucking foreigner. <laughs> yeah, I was like, because that's what you do when they disbe- or when they misbehave and they're don't listen to you. I was like, I guess I'd like to see the European standard of disciplining your kids, right? Like stern point in the face. You're naughty. (laughs) Like it works on some level. They're not like, I mean, Asger is not disrespectful. Right. And Magnus isn't disrespectful. It's just like, where, where along the line do you, yeah. How do you punish them? Like you, like when you, when you know you did something like super bad and you weren't listening at all, you get a smack on the ass, and it hurts a little bit, and reminds you that, oh, I probably shouldn't do that again, which obviously doesn't work a lot of the time, or some of the time, where you continue to do the same thing, and you get your ass smacked for it, but again, it's like, I guess I'd like to see what the capital punishment is for a for a small one in Europe. <laughs> Ah, okay. <laughs> Down it, Nick. <laughs> Dumbass. You think I can make it from here? If I make this, you have to take another shot. I'm in. Okay. Please make it. Oh, you made it! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> All right. No, you didn't make it. But I'll get the shots. Yeah, I'll take it. And we're back from the shots. Um, I don't remember what we were talking about. Well, Cole actually just ate shrimp, and he's allergic to seafood, so he's going to completely shit his pants tomorrow. (laughs) It'll all be worth it in the morning. (laughs) I shit myself. You'll shit the hangover right out. Shit the booze out. I hate it. You know, I fucking hate it. I wish I could eat seafood more. It tastes so good, but every morning is just violent diarrhea. It's violent. Yeah, Nick. it's like a crime scene. It's more than that. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a bloody murder scene. It's a pre premeditated murder. Every time it happens, I feel like I shit my intestines out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so gross. It, yeah, it's gnarly, <clears throat> but it tastes so good. It's just like melts in my mouth so if you went to if you went to uh like mexico or like somewhere where you could get like fresh ass seafood would you risk it or would you like i did a couple times in maine and new hampshire you did yeah. you're just like i know i'm gonna regret this tomorrow but i yeah. can't turn it down yeah oh i definitely did i didn't in mexico when i went to mexico i didn't do the seafood okay um, cause mainly because we were just getting shit canned the whole time and I knew I was going to have bad shit. Shits as it is. So 
You know, I was like that white dude. Dude's like, can I have a chicken quesadilla? <laughs> can I have the nachos, please? You know. I want the chicken, like the fresh chicken. Like, <laughs> yeah. As fresh as the seafood. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like when the opportunity presents itself, like I definitely am like, yeah, let me take some of that But oh. I only taste it, except... Was it you that we got calamari at DC Oaks? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I downed that motherfucking shit, dude. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. Just seafood alone is just. It sucks that you like seafood so much, too. That's the shitty part is I do like it. I enjoy seafood. I enjoy the taste of it. I don't enjoy the next day. It's not it's not like, hey, let's eat seafood and get the shits. It's more like I enjoy the taste of seafood and I need to eat a very tiny bit so I don't have the fucking shits. Dude, when we were in Mexico, I ate ceviche and grilled octopus and scallop, just everything I could shovel with my shit hooks into my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> just ate everything. And I can't imagine living a life other than that. Have well, you always I mean, been allergic to seafood? Yes, yeah, since I was very young. Now, granted, my mo- the only seafood my mom gave us was like canned tuna. Right. You know. And you're allergic to canned tuna too? Like you can't have tuna salad? Um. If I like if I eat too much of it, I just it comes out my asshole very quickly. <laughs> it's like a projectile, dude. Yeah. Ever since I was very young, I just like I haven't there was one the and this is how I found out that we were like I was allergic to it was we had tuna salad. Mhm. And I broke out in hives all over my face, uh on like my chest and my shoulders, just hives everywhere. It was very hard for me to breathe, so I was rushed to the hospital, and they were like, oh, yeah, he's allergic to seafood. Um, and ever since then, my mom, like, has just, you know, she never gave it to me. She was like, no, you can't have it. But I would always sneak, like, a tiny little bit from my brother. <laughs> like, just, like, I'd always sneak it a little bit. Clay loves seafood. Clay, dude, Clay would eat, like, anchovies. He's, he's like... Anything seafood, he's like, yeah, I'm about it. Um, but for a long time, I didn't touch it. Because right. I was like, dude, I don't want... Especially in high school, it was like, I don't want to be shitting my fucking brains out yeah. in the locker room. Because <laughs> that that's another thing. I never went to any other bathroom in high school. I always went to the locker room. Always went to the locker room. Well, yeah, especially during the day when it was always empty. Yeah. And you yeah. just poop. Just always went to the locker room. On the other hand of that, though, there was never a door in that one. So it's like if someone comes in, you're just pooping. I, I was always like, what's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Pooping here. <laughs> always. I was just, I was always on that toilet. Dude. Yeah. Like, it, even if I wanted to get away from class, I would just go sit on the toilet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, even if I didn't have to shit, I would pull my pants down. And sit on the fucking toilet. I would just go in there. Yeah, I'd go in there to my breaks and go through my baseball locker and be like, put on some deodorant, sit down on the bench, get on my phone, make sure my towel was dry, and just to kill time, right? Yeah. Because no one was ever in there. Yeah, no one was ever in there. 
And I was just like, it was my, it was my safe poop place. <laughs> I'd just go poop there. And when people came in, like it, Ryan Markham, shout out Ryan Markham, he did the same thing. He always went to the locker room to poop. Yeah. And consistently, dude, I would be pooping in there and he'd come in and be like, God damn it, Cole. <laughs> I'm trying to shit. And I'm like, dude, I'm shitting already. <laughs> dude, CJ and I. <laughs> Shout out CJ Peachin would always put like we always had time release together. And so we would always take shits at the same time <laughs> in the bathroom, not the one in the locker room, but the one that's like down, like in that hall that like right before the new building started. Yes, I know exactly. What and so yes. we'd poop right next to each other and I'd always take a picture or a Snapchat of us holding hands, taking a number four. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. And it was gay, but it was, <laughs> it was our Actually, thing. You can't say that. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, Sorry. that's I'm not heterosexual. Not they were just very happy mm-hmm. pooping together. That's right. Also, I'm looking around at like all your grandpa-in-law, grandfather-in-law, whatever that is. That's a, probably a better way to say it than grandpa-in-law. Do you ever think about going into the military? No. Um, well, for a very, very, very brief, like, week. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I talked to a recruiter, and he was talking about, like, it was for the Navy, and he was like, yeah, like, we'll pay for your college when you're done, like, the GI Bill and all that shit. That sounds cool. Like, one, on my asthma alone, I wouldn't be able to get into the Army, and then two, I just don't think I could fucking, like, at that point in high school when they were trying to recruit, I had such bad, like, anxiety about, like, flying and going to foreign places i was like fuck that i don't want to be in like a country for however many four years or two out of the four years that i'm servicing or in service and not understand people around me and be trapped in one place and you know you're just like very you very strict things on what you can and can't do and so i, I yeah like long yeah like long answer short <clears throat> No, except for a week. What about you? Uh, I definitely contemplated it for a very long time. I actually, at one point, like I, in high school, before we really knew each other, mm-hmm. um, I was gonna, I was gonna sign with the Navy. I was gonna be in the Navy. Um, I really, really, really wanted to be. Um, I didn't want to like. Okay, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL, but I knew that that was kind of out of my reach. I didn't have the balls to be a Navy SEAL. So I definitely, but I definitely wanted to be a part of something in the Navy. And I was all for it. I mean, all for it growing up, you know. my So my dad's father, my grandpa on my dad's side, he stormed the beaches of Normandy in the army and lived. He's one of the very few men that lived in that battle. Um, and hearing that as a kid, I was just like, yeah, I want to grow up and be like that. I want to, you know, I, in a sense, I wanted to be a hero right. in quotation marks. I wanted to be a hero like my grandfather was because he came back alive from Normandy, which was like a very brutal war. 
or <clears throat> battle. Battle, fight, yeah. You know, it was a very brutal well. That whole war was brutal, but that was like the yeah, most memorable, a- one of the most memorable battles of yeah. World War Two, right? <clears throat> so, just growing up, I was like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm gonna do my part. I wanted to do my part, um, and then like very early on in high school, um, probably my sophomore year, right when I got to Berthoud. I'm talking to a Navy recruiter out of Longmont, you know, getting all my shit to f- together. Um, diabetes. Diabetes stopped me. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just couldn't do it. They wouldn't let me in. Um, and it put me into, like, a state where I was like, fuck, I'm worthless, you know. Very early on in high school, like, all I had was soccer. And that was what was, like, keeping me going. It was just like, I don't have anything else to live for. It was soccer. Uh, I was very depressed about it. Very like, fuck, I can't live up to that name, you know? Um, so, yeah, for a very long time, I was like, yes, I will go to war. I will be, you know, I will put my life on the line for America. Um, for a long time, I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And then, at, like, finding out that I couldn't do it, they wouldn't allow me to do it, was very heartbreaking, very um, depressing. It was at a very bad spot. But now, like, listening to all my friends that went into the armed forces, they fucking hated it. Oh, almost everybody's hated they it. They fucking hated it. And it was, like, one of the like the worst experiences of their life because they were away from their family. They were in somewhere they didn't want to be. And it was just miserable. And it was just like, because you, you don't, being adults, you don't hear about those war heroes. You well, hear, yeah, it's you, not necessarily the same thing anymore. Ex- well, yeah, exactly. You hear about, you know, I sat in Kuwait on my fucking ass and I watched a few people die and it fucking scarred me and now I have PTSD. Yeah. And that's a very light way of putting it, or like, I'm sorry, like, Right, it's obviously a lot bigger deal than that, but it's it's a very vague way of putting it. But But at the same rate, like you don't want that, like you don't want to watch people get killed and stuff like that. And so now I'm like, wow, I'm pretty glad I didn't go into that because, you know, it's not at all it's marked up to be. But for a long time, I was like, yeah, definitely want to go serve my country and be patriotic. And now it's just like, dude, every other country laughs at us. Yeah. <laughs> like dude, stupid America, that orange fat man. <laughs> like, and now we got like a senile old man and that falls upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> yeah. Weird. <laughs> I don't know. Like I always, so I mean, my cousin was in the Marines and he's pretty fucked up from it. Like uh, neurologically, physically, like he just, he doesn't sleep. Yeah. Everyone I talk to. That was in, in battle, in a firefight, like, their life is not normal. No. Their life is not normal because they had such a traumatic experience. And could that have been avoided? Could that, like, you know. Now, I don't know all the logistics to war. I don't know how it works. But, like, could, you know, there have been multiple people that didn't die from... Well, yeah, sure, there could have been. It's just, I mean, it's the one of the 
outcomes of war, people die, right? Yeah. Regardless of what war. I mean, I mean, now it's a lot better. Like you don't have nearly as many casualties as you did. Whatever, fucking like eighty years ago or ninety years ago, but it's like still you have you run that risk and you see people die. It's a lot more technical now, so like, I mean, like even the people who didn't see people die are still like, no, fuck the military. Like, I guess I shouldn't even say that. Like, the people who really didn't have to do like that weren't on, like. Uh, what the fuck is the division that actually has to go out there and Well, there's fight. like a lot of them. Like, well, I mean, you have infantry. So infantry, yeah, okay. Yeah. So people who like weren't on infantry or any like of the <clears throat> front of the line type shit are still just like usually anyway from what I've heard are just kind of like, yeah, like the military was fine. Like I got my college paid for. It was, you know, obviously you don't enjoy the time that you're there necessarily. You make you meet good people. You make the best of a bad situation, right? Right. But even so, it's not where they want to be necessarily. It's more like they feel like they need to serve for some reason or they are doing it out of necessity because they don't think they have any other options. Like it's like, yeah. well, I and if I didn't go to the military, I wouldn't have an opportunity to go to college um, financially anyway. Or it's because I need to serve my country like and they have this mentality and you can definitely weed out the difference right you can yeah. weed out the people like um ashley's cousin colin he i think had all the means to go to school right after or go to college right after high school but i think his father served his grandfather was a green beret and it was just like Time's you know my turn. yeah it's my yeah. turn it's like it's kind of like upholding family i need to serve my country i want to do my part and whatever i need to do and you know more power to those guys. Yeah. Like, and I will say that <clears throat> for every single person that has ever enlisted, whether it be, you know, being on the front line, infantry or not, right? Yeah. Anyone that has ever enlisted, you've got bigger balls than I do. Yep, me too. Yeah, because I think even if I didn't have asthma, I probably wouldn't have joined the military. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if anyone that has ever is is ever willing to put their life on that line. Because ultimately, no matter what position you're putting yourself in, you run the risk of, well, yeah. we need all hands on deck, so yeah. time to go fucking kill some whoever we're fighting. If you're Middle Eastern people, yeah, what I mean, whether like um, National Guard, like in in America, the <clears throat> National Guard, it's like a lot of a lot of other branches will call reserves like weekend warriors, you know? right? Yep, because you go one weekend out of the month to go train but even then those guys that are taking that one weekend out of the month to go train like they still have the balls you know they're like yeah at some point we possibly could go active we possibly could go overseas to protect our nation and more like hats off to you man yeah hats off to you i respect you and you know thank you I would, uh, at one point, I did wish that I could have been one of those people to have the the honor of serving my country. But now it's like, <clears throat> I'm glad I'm a plumber. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, yeah, you take the good with the bad there. Like, obviously, I don't want to be any more fucked up mentally than I already am. Like, I mean, it ruins people. It ruins You see, people. yeah. I mean, wait, hold on. So, Caitlin just responded to... The Snapchat where I sent a 
video of you eating shrimp, and I want to hear what she has to say. Why did you just let him do that? He's not coming home tonight. Leave him there. He can shit in your bathroom. I'm not dealing with him all night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she hates me. Oh, my God. She fucking hates me. That's the reaction I was really hoping to get. <laughs> Why did you do that one shrimp? See? She knows. One tiny little shrimp, man. She's good, though. It was all worth it. Love you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> She's not happy with you. <laughs> She's not happy with me. <laughs> oh, that's great. But now, uh, yeah, anyways, back to, like, the military thing. Like, I, the only person that I know that has been in the military that hasn't come back with any kind of mental repercussions is a guy I worked with at Tarmigan. Like, he came back and was like, I mean, I never really pried into it with him, so I'm sure there was some shit that he, that maybe fucked him up mentally, but I think he's pretty stable in that realm. But, like, even, like, Colin was telling me stories, like, where he'd be sitting in, like, a, he had to sit in, like, I think it was, like, a watchtower of sorts, like, around the base, right? And you're, like, on duty, and, like, you can't leave the watchtower. You're just constantly sitting there. And so, basically, he just told me he was drinking energy drinks and chewing a shit ton of Copenhagen. And, like, he would have to shit himself, like, in the tower. Just shit himself. Yeah. And sit there in it. Well, have you, like, I mean, snipers. Have you ever heard of, like, what snipers go through? They wear diapers. They literally lay in one spot and don't move for days yeah. on end. Yep. And they just shit themselves. And yep, they themselves. take shifts and they don't move and they're just it's shit insane. and shit like and shit the, and lay in it. The more power to you, man. Like, you gotta go through some rough shit if you yeah. want to. Like, if you're gonna go, like, the guys who are in it for four years and just are in it and quit it, they still have to go through some shit. And then if you want to take that to the next level, you are laying in your own feces and piss and just, oh, it's. Like, yeah, exactly. These guys are fucking animals. They're men, yeah. like, more than manly men. They're just fucking... They're, like, dude, it's weird, but they're warriors. Oh, no, they're they are, they're the definition of warriors, yeah, right? I mean, like... It's like they're... And I respect the shit out of them <clears throat> for keeping our country free. And for, it makes it, sense for them to come back all fucked. Like, some of them, like, come back fucked up as they are in the head. Like... You know, like, what do I have to worry about in yeah. insurance? Like, I have to worry about making my sale, or they have to worry about living. Yeah. It's just, like, it's so minuscule in comparison to what those guys have to do. And I'm just uh, like, Jesus Christ. Like, Hats off to you, man. Some of the stories that Colin has told me, I'm just like, I couldn't do that. Nope. Yeah. Won't do it. Wouldn't do it. Listening to, like, some of, like, there's a guy back in um, um, New Hampshire. Mm. Um his name was Maximus. His name was Max. We called him Maximus Prime. <laughs> um, but his name was Maximus. And he was an infantryman. He's done three tours. And just listening to his, some of his stories, like, and get, like, granted, these guys will never, like, tell you their, like, deep, dark <coughs> war right, stories yeah. because that's traumatic. And mm -hmm. I respect the shit out of that. But, like, just listening to some of his stories that he's willing to tell you is still just blows my mind. Yeah. Like, absolutely. It's, it's just, ins it's, it's insane. Well, dude, my cousin, like he, I think found it soothing on some level to like talk about it with me and my, <laughs> and unfortunately my father as well. But 
Bryce is just like, yeah, you're a fucking man. <laughs> <laughs> like my dad was just kind of like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, my cousin like told me when he was in the Marines. So he was uh, like, he drove the amphibious like vehicle, like whatever the fuck they are. And he would just talk about like, like driving up out of water or whatever and just tearing these get like the whoever they're fighting in half like with these fucking machine weapons just like their bodies into yeah disintegrate and then he he fucking showed me pictures of what an apache war helicopter does to uh afghan or whoever the fuck i think afghanis right Mm -hmm. or whomever yeah well that's they were in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. It was Afghan. Yeah. Yeah. So whomever it was, I don't want to like misconstrue any kind of yeah, cult, uh, different people. But um, he showed me pictures of like Apache helicopters, and they're like these fuckers were just like laid out over fe- like barbed wire fences with their guts hanging out because this Apache helicopter had come over and just like gunned them down. And he showed me pictures. I was like, oh, I wish you hadn't shown me that. <laughs> or would they be considered Taliban? that point well i don't fucking know again i I don't know nearly enough to know who the fuck they were fighting (laughs) yeah they were in afghanistan (laughs) i think they were protecting (laughs) part of afghanistan against fuck if i know again i I try and seclude myself from that tell us enough (laughs) probably not but it's probably for the better (laughs) well cool we're approaching two hours and ten minutes so i like to wrap it up here um I know we kind of talked about our shit stories already, but I'd like to hear your worst shitting your pants story to wrap it up. Worst shitting my pants story. (laughs) All right. Um, Shout out Lauren Lucier again. (laughs) Oh, good. I can't wait for this. (laughs) Um, Back in high school, um, me, Lauren, and Ryan... We're getting fucked up. Shout out Ryan Markham. Yeah, shout out Ryan Markham. <laughs> the Marky Mark with the Funky Bunch. Uh, <laughs> we were getting fucked up in the shop. It was like a Saturday. Or no, it was a... Had to have been like a Thursday. <laughs> because... Anyway, we were getting fucked up in the shop. And we were so hammered. Um, it was like coming around like four or five in the morning and um, we were too drunk to go to bed so we were just like okay um, we're gonna stay up now I had an appointment with the passport agency in Denver the next day um, because I was trying to get my passport so I had an appointment with them pretty early in the morning like nine or ten the next day Um, and we were all fucked up and Ryan was like no I'm going to bed peace out went to sleep me and lauren were like well let's just stay up dude fuck it until we go to the meeting in denver <laughs> and uh so we you know we're all still drinking we give it a couple hours quote quote <laughs> didn't give it a couple hours went to denver to the passport agency so that i could Prove to them that I was a United States citizen <laughs> so I could get my passport. And we're like, we walk up, it's like on the fifth floor. So I'm like walking up the stairs, farting, <laughs> you know, every step. I'm like, oh man, Lauren, we didn't make it up there before I shit my pants. 
before I shit my pants. <clears throat> and we're walking up. We get on to the floor. The passport agency is on. And uh, we're waiting in line for our ticket to be called. You know, just sitting there, sitting there. And finally, um, our ticket gets t- called. And I'm like, oh, my God, Lauren, I got to poop. I know I got to poop. <laughs> and Lauren's like, our ticket just got called. We need to go talk to these people. Hold your shit. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna try. I'm going to try <laughs> to hold my shit. And <laughs> I'm like at the desk talking to this lady. This lady's bitching me out because... So, side note, side story. I was born at home. My mom waited like four weeks to take me to the doctor after I was born to get like my birth certificate, my shots, and blah, 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 blah. So on my birth certificate, it says that I was born four weeks earlier. Oh, yeah. You know, so I was born on the 22nd of September in 1996, but my doctor's appointment wasn't till October of, you know, October 15th of 1996. So that is the first record they have of me as an American citizen is that date when I went to get like my shots and my records. Um, so the, the doctor's office like had to write, luckily they were still in business. They like had to write a letter, say that, yes, he was born on this date. He came in this date so that it would match up with my birth certificate. So we're like presenting that to the passport agent and we're like telling her the story and she's like bitching at us that I'm not a U.S. citizen and I need to prove it more. And Lauren's bitching at the passport agent because Lauren's like my sister and she's like, no, he's an American citizen, blah, blah, blah. Fuck you. You need to give us her passport. And I'm just sitting there. Listen to Lauren bitch at this lady. And I just let one go, dude. <laughs> just, just a big rip. And I was like, oh, it's just a fart. And then I felt it dripping down my leg. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I run into the bathroom. And Lauren's still talking to the agent. And I run into the bathroom. And I, like, pull my pants down. <laughs> and I'm, like, assessing the damage. And it's just all bad. <laughs> it's all bad. So I'm, like, in this. And it's not, like, a one-person bathroom, you know. Yeah. It's, like a couple stalls and a couple urinals. So I'm like in this stall looking at my shit, trying to clean myself up and people are walking in and there's no trash can in this stall. (laughs) So I'm like cleaning myself up, wiping my shit down, flushing toilet paper. And I come walking out holding my underwear, my shitty underwear with two two people are in the bathroom and I'm walking out and there's like diarrhea Ew. dripping from the, from the That's from so fucking the, gross. And they're just looking at me like I'm the biggest piece of shit in the world. And I throw my I throw my underwear in the trash and I'm like, I'm not even a US citizen. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> I just walked out. Lauren's still yelling at the agent, and I was like, "Lauren, let's leave. I'm over this. I shit let's my get... pants." <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, it's pretty bad. It's funny because a week. 
prior to that, Ryan Markham had shit his pants in school. <laughs> oh my God. And he texted me because we were in the same class. He texted me and he was like, hey, bro, I just shit my pants. I need you to cover for me. I'm going home. Please don't tell anyone. And I was like, yeah, I got you, buddy. I'll cover for you. <laughs> we went to the library that day for class and I immediately was like, all ah, right, shit his pants, dude. <laughs> Everyone in class. We had, we had the Evangelista twins, Max Larson, Nick, Cole. Like, everyone was in that class. So everyone started messaging him and being like, dude, you shit yourself. <laughs> and Ryan texted me and was like, dude, you got what's coming for you. You, you got what's coming for you. And then a week later, yeah, I diaried myself sometimes karma's pretty quick <laughs> yeah it is it's pretty bad but that that is one of one of the probably the worst shit story yeah i'd say shitting yourself at a passport agency is like it's miserable yeah and then w i had to ride home in a car with your poop I, pants yeah <laughs> lauren could smell me <laughs> it's just bad god it's <laughs> pretty bad well, that's one of the best ones I've heard yet. Yeah, that was uh, definitely uh, embarrassed by <laughs> Well, I appreciate you sharing your poop story, and I appreciate you coming on. Anytime, buddy. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. It is an honor. And that's a wrap for episode eight. Rappity rap.